This podcast replay is brought to you by Cutter's Edge Total Landscape Solutions. With decades of experience here in South Florida, Cutter'sEdge.com provides fantastic results. Call 954-472-0622. Ah, yes. It's a good morning, boys and girls. Yes, sir. It's Monday, March 13th. I hope you all are feeling good. I know the Dolphin Nation is feeling really good. After yesterday, yesterday we were on right as the uh, news broke. We uh, got on the air and uh, and talked a little bit about the Jalen Ramsey acquisition. If you didn't catch that segment yesterday, it's not a segment. I did like an hour. <laughs> I, was, I, go, I go, well, you know, I only need to, you know, just talk about the story and I'll just talk for a couple of minutes. And before I knew it, I was on for an hour and 18 minutes. So. It's there, and we broke it down, and pretty much in every single angle uh, out there for Jalen Ramsey. And we, I've got some more things to talk about today uh, on the show, as always. We've always got, uh, always got things to talk about. But appreciate all of you that joined us yesterday. We had a uh, a nice uh, a nice crowd yesterday joining us uh, for the uh, for the news, which was just amazing. And that's one thing that Sean and I will do more often now you know, on the platform. I don't know, Sean, are you going to start breaking in for breaking wrestling news? I mean, I don't know, bro. I'm just saying maybe, uh, right. Some breaking news, right. Breaking wrestling news. There, there's not as much like the way that goes. Cause stuff gets thrown out there seven months in advance. So it's not like the NFL that's going 12 out, you know, uh, but uh, there you go. If, if there is major breaking news in wrestling, Sean Stanley is going to bust out a segment for you. So we are going to do that more often, too. We did it, uh, you know, on Friday when when they picked up Tua's fifth-year option. Uh, we came back and uh, and did a, a second show on Friday. Uh, well, a short show. That one was like 40 minutes also. What was that? What were you going to say? Hey, oh, real quick, uh, if we can get yeah. somebody in the chat, can they hear you? Alexis just popped on and said he has no sound. I have sound. I hear you fine. Let me see. see. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. We're good? No, there's sound, yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. I want to make sure it wasn't on our end before we went further. Sorry. No, because it would have been everybody saying it like they normally do. Like, people will start chiming in. No sound, no sound, no sound. So, unfortunately, something's going on with you, Alexis, Okay. You're the one. You got it, Alexis? See, so you can't hear us, unfortunately. You know, it's probably right now, and then you really can't. And then, you know, you uh, you just can't pick up on it. That was just, that's me, by the way, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> I was doing that on purpose, going in and out, just in case. That's I'm a ball buster, bro. That's just the way it is, okay? That's all. It's just one of those things that, that you know, relax. I was just screwing around with you guys on that one, okay? So, anyway, so, Alexis, I, ho- I hope you can fix it. I hope you can okay? So, you know, anyway, uh, I'm not stirring the pot. 
the banking industry is stirring the pot. Is there a lot of people running to banks right now to take their money out? And <laughs> you know, Sean, how long have you been hearing me tell people that bank 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 branches are going to disappear? <laughs> I mean, listen, it's there's nothing funny about this. All right, I'm not laughing about people losing their money and all of that shit. I'm just laughing that it's like it's staring you in the face that our entire financial institution is completely crumbling. And, you know, it's just. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen this? Out of curiosity, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever seen this yourself, Sean. Let me just show people something here. Let me make sure it comes out here. And then, and here we go. Okay. Sean, if you can take off the, uh, the Nature B billboard for a second. Just want to show you guys this. Um, you know, here you go. This is what they call the world debt clock, okay? And it's still loading, but there you go. You see? USA, 31 trillion. China, 14 trillion. Japan, 13 trillion. Germany, 3 trillion. UK, 3 trillion. India, 3 trillion. France, 3. Everybody's in the red, Everybody has overprinted money. Every bank and every reserve in the world is over leveraged. Money and currency will be crumbling all over the world. I don't care if it's the yen. I don't care if it's the euro. I don't care if it's the dollar. It's the pound. You name it. They're all going to be crumbling. We owe too much money and our debt is just ridiculous. We add $100 billion a day in debt. So I'm not surprised if people are scrambling from banks. If you're smart, you're putting your money in Bitcoin. So whatever, but it is what it is, but uh, it, it's terrible. And, and, you, and I'm glad that they're bailing them out because, unfortunately, hardworking people are losing their money, and I don't want that to happen. But it's got to get to a point where, you know, Ah, God, that's uh, sad stuff, man. Sad stuff. But that's uh, that's the reason why I've talked about Bitcoin for a while now, because I just think it's going to be, you know, the the saving grace for a lot of us everywhere, all over the world. Doesn't matter if you're American, English, French, Chinese, Japanese, whatever. Federal reserves all over the world have controlled the currency and they have controlled money and they've controlled who gets it and all that. And that's why, you know, a lot of people are left out. And guys financing is going to free all of you and, 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 and embolden and strengthen every single individual instead of the people above us that have all the money and the power. Uh, so, you know, things are going to change. And unfortunately, it's going to be forced. You know what I mean? But anyway, good morning. It's a good day. Ira Winderman will join us at 1030. 
Alan Poupart will join us at 11.30. Andy Barons will stop by at noon. So we will find out from the boys what they think and their thoughts on other things going on. The Heat, Jimmy Butler hits a huge three to send them to overtime, and then they run out of gas against Orlando. Uh, the Panthers lose to the Jets. And uh, how about Inter-Miami losing to NYFC on own goal? And, and to me, that 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 was the most frustrating game of the weekend because, you know, the defense still hasn't allowed an offensive score. Uh, they just couldn't put anything together offensively and, and, and get it done. They, 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 they pressured. Uh, they just couldn't get it done. And a mistake forced them to lose that game which just absolutely sucks, man. But, hey, we'll see if the boys can get back on track against Toronto on Saturday. No Gregory. That was a big injury, too. So that's what happened over the weekend. Also, UM ended up losing to Duke in the ACC tournament. They ended up getting a five seed in the NCAA tournament. They'll take on Drake, a 12th seed, on Friday. And uh, we'll see how far they can go in the tournament. See, the thing about the tournament is really anybody can lose to anybody because really isn't that much of a difference between one team and another when you get to the tournament now at this point. This isn't like the old days. This isn't when you had stars. And that's why Miami can – that's why they lost. You know, and the size killed them on Saturday. But when they lost O'Mare, they really needed the size. The length was a real problem for them. The two big guys for Duke gave them some trouble. And without O'Mare, and hopefully he can come back on Friday, that was a real problem against Duke. Real problem. That length gave them some issues, man, uh, unfortunately. But uh, this is how this game is nowadays. Anybody can lose to anybody because there really are no stars and no real elite teams anymore, you know, in college basketball. So the tournament really is nowadays, it's very, very unpredictable, where it was a little bit more predictable back in the day, but at least you were guaranteed of some really, really good games and some amazing players. That's just not the case uh, in, in today's, you know, college basketball, but hell of a season still for Laranega, as always, because he's a great coach, man. Great coach. Brian Landis says, still can't hear you, oh, but he's laughing. <laughs> uh, Alexis says, I had it on Bluetooth. Oh, yeah, I know, right. And then it went to the Bluetooth, and if you don't have them on, you're not hearing, and so I get it. Yeah, that happens. That happens. Michael Fernandez, good morning, Big O and Big O Nation. I caught your breaking news last night and Friday, too, and both were great as always. Can't wait to see what Greer does next. So, um, yeah, he's, you know, he, he deserves a lot of credit, man. It's just last year with all the injuries, he doesn't get it, but he put together a hell of a team last year. Just terrible luck. Tua Time says 100% of your money is in Bitcoin. Oh, if not, what percent? About 70. About 70. About 70, man. Yeah. Yeah, I have zero to no faith in in our financial system. And so I um I'm I I've gone 
pretty deep on that end. Pretty much. So, yes. I don't, uh, I mean, I, you, you just all you have to do is look at what's going on. If you really pay attention, you know, and it's not an American thing. Like I just told you, this is all over the world. This is all over the world. Every currency is suffering. Everyone, because they all printed too much money. That was That's their answer to everything. You see, the banks are, are failing. What are they going to do? They're going to print more money. How, what else are they going to do? You know what I love about Janet Yellen? That that idiot, that freaking moron. Oh, well, this will not cost the taxpayers a dollar. Well, what do you, Then how are you paying for all of this, asshole? You got money? It's in your pocket? No, you're going to print more money. That's our money. You're just going to open up the printer and then give the banks the money. That doesn't do any good. That helps the people now, but all you're doing is devaluing the dollar. You're not solving the problem. It's so stupid. And and th th they can treat us like morons because we are morons. Because we keep buying this bullshit that they're selling. Right? I mean, Fox is perfect example. They just lie to their audience. And the fools believe every moment of it. And why? Because they need to be in that echo chamber. They need to actually lie to themselves. And so what are we doing? Are you out there lying to yourself about the financial uh, system? Because that's what you're doing. And this ain't about being jingoistic. Oh, there's no, it's not American. No, this ain't an American thing. This isn't everything. This is a French thing. Okay? This this is a, an English thing. It's everywhere. Every Federal Reserve around the world has controlled money for the rich forever. And they've kept it away from the poor. That's kind of the way it's been. And they just printed and printed and devalued the money and devalued the money. And, and they've controlled who gets loans and who don't. This is why decentralized financing will change the entire world. It will make everybody on an even level playing field. And they don't want that. I keep telling you this, you know, but whatever, man. You know? It is what it is. What can I say? I've given up on heat on on heat watching World Baseball Classic. Uh, the Heat are, are unwatchable, bro. It's a poorly built team. As I've been saying for a while now, it's a poorly built team, and they just have made way too many bad decisions. Front office needs to tweak what they're doing. Riley needs to tweak what he's doing. He needs to kind of go back to his old ways a little bit more, you know, with a little bit of a modern twist, of course. We can't go back to the old ways of, oh, let's go get the, you know, big center and all that. No, it's that's not this world anymore. But what I'm saying is some of the moves that they've made, you can't re-sign all your, all your role players, and you got to give your money to the right people, not to Kyle Lousy. You know, it's just stupid deals. Whiteside and Kyle Lousy and Dion Waiters and Duncan. And it, it's just a poorly constructed team. And they've made a lot of bad decisions. And Jimmy Butler is nobody to complain because, brother, you brought Kyle Lousy here. So you ruined everything. You ruined your chance at actually winning a championship because. You wanted Kyle Lousy here.
So, you know, Jimmy Butler can't talk about, oh, you know, we got, you know, I heard him after the game and talk about stepping up and everything else and all that. And people are, well, you know, you, you, you chose to chew up one big chunk of your salary with a guy that cannot carry his weight. So, yeah, the Heat are, you know, it's tough, dude. It's tough. And I see it. And I see it, you know, the beauty of running a your own platform now, you know what works and what doesn't work. You know what gets response and what doesn't get response. And you know what they're interested in and what they're not interested in. You know what I mean? And I can see that you guys, uh, Heat and Panthers have been a turnoff for you guys. Why? Because they're not the teams they were last year. And you're seeing it. It's not your fault. It's just what you see. Uh, can't wait until Poyer and Wagner sign. Um, you know what, Travis? I would tell you, normally I would tell you, I don't think Poyer, now that you went with Ramsey, I think no Poyer. I, I like I like Bobby Wagner. You know that. But again, Chris Greer is a maniac. So I, I'm not going to put anything past the guy. You know what I mean? Uh, Lisa says, what a beautiful Monday here in Finns nation Two wide receive two number one wide receivers, two number one CBs. Can you say L F G? Yeah. Uh, would like to see Wilkins extended soon. It'll happen. Relax already, dude. Don't worry about it. It'll happen. Chill. Um, big old Ramsey's addition is good for X. Ramsey takes on the number one wide receiver pressure off x improves um listen to what i talked about yesterday he'll be motivated anyways on his own and by the way that number one wide receiver shit that doesn't fly because sometimes some guys just line up on one side and so if your number one wide receiver likes to line up on the left side then x will be the guy covering him and if he likes to line up on the right side then ramsey will be the guy covering him so that's not the way it goes, my man. You know, now if they move the guy around, then you can move Ramsey with him. But sometimes the receiver's just parked on one side and then you're just going to get the cuz cuz maybe the corners you won't move them around. Maybe you'll keep X, you know, on one side which they normally do. So that that could ha and I think because it's X and Ramsey I don't think you're going to necessarily openly insult X by saying you're officially number two all the time. I think X's ego will be number one. You know, that's kind of what his ego should be. And I would imagine, like I said yesterday, he'll be motivated, super motivated because he knows he's going to get cut at the end of next year. So if he doesn't want to get cut or if he wants to go to another team and he wants to be if he wants to show that he's wanted, you know, like he 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 is worthy, he has to go out and kick ass. Uh, I know you hate when I mention these people, but Chris Sims and Colin Coward are saying Ramsey is washed. Kevin, why are you an idiot watching those people? That's what I'd like to know. Why do you watch Chris Sims? I, I don't know. I don't understand. That's the question I have for you. I don't care about Sims or Coward. But why do you watch them? Okay? They're clearly 
always misinformed. They're never prepared. Coward is clearly a guy that goes off his producers. Okay? This is a guy that doesn't even know when somebody's actually playing in a game. That's This is the guy that said, I watched the Nets last night lose with Kevin Durant, and Durant wasn't on the court. So why, I ask you, why are you watching people who are not credible? That's what I like to ask. So why would you ask me about something that I already know and I don't really care about? But the question I have is, why would you waste your time with people that don't know what the hell they're talking about? Lazy trolls that all they're doing is trying to see what can I do to get a rise out of people like he did out of you because they say something stupid and then you go and repeat it like a parrot. So the question I have for you is why the hell are you watching those morons? We go back to Fox News. We go back to the people that watch Fox News. Why? Um, let's see. What else do we have here? Uh, it's called modern monetary theory and it doesn't work. Yeah, well, we're, we're screwed, buddy. Um, I hope Greer invests in the running game. Uh, yeah, hopefully the, the offensive line. Um, Big O Lowry definitely can't carry his weight. LOL. I got you. Big O, which Jalen, Jalen or Jalen are the Finns targeting next? LOL. <laughs> uh, yes. It's all about the Jays. Um, Vic shaping our defense, how Eagles defense was last season. Um, Orlando, hear me out. Here's Nelson. Let's see what he let's see what Nelson has now. You know when it when it starts with hear me out, that means the person may think already that their statement's kind of crazy. So let's go with it now. Hear me out. The Dolphins will play at Kansas City this season. So since the Super Bowl winner kicks the season off on Thursday night, I'm hoping it'll be Dolphins KC to kick off the season. Wow, okay, this wasn't so crazy. I w- makes a lot of sense. That that would be a fun game to open up the season. They know Tua will be playing, right? Because you know, they're always worried about the whole injury thing. Tyreek going back, right? You have the Jalen Ramsey X against Mahomes and company. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot, Nelson. That would uh, that would be a lot of fun if they can come up with that game. Okay, all right. I was you know I was expecting something really wild because when you when you start with "Hear me out," it's like you already know, you know. But strong one, Nelson. I like it. Big O, do you think Chris Greer is cooking up some more stuff? I mean, does he stop cooking? That dude is a wheeler and a dealer. We've never had anybody like this running a front office. He makes Jimmy look like a minor leaguer. So, yeah, 
Uh, top of the morning, Big O and Sean. It's going to be interesting to see how the moves Greer and Fangio are making will positively influence McDaniel's offensive schemes and approach. Let's go. All I know is they're a much better team right now with Ramsey out there. Uh, Josh says, the only person I watch is you. Well, that's very nice of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, is there a Miami Heat report today? No, not at all. No report today, sir. Not at all. We we don't have Ira Winderman coming on at 1030 to tell us completely about everything that happened over the weekend. Yeah, we're waving at you also, Ira. Hi. Ira's already in the uh, in the on-deck circle waiting for 1030. Uh, oh, hear me out. Perhaps Yoko was not a bad singer who broke up the Beatles. Maybe she had a drunk sound person and was uh, good in bed. She doesn't look like she was good in bed either. What, what, did, what did John Lennon see in that woman? I don't see talent anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Um, what else do we have? Big O, hear me out. <laughs> I think Ramsey is a major upgrade over Byron Jones. <laughs> uh, I know this is a stupid question, but I'm having a brain fart. When does free agency start? It starts uh, tomorrow. Today, actually. Today, they start negotiating. 13 through the 15, and on Wednesday at 4 o'clock, they start signing them. So that's that's how that's how it goes, all right? So today, they openly can start uh, tampering. You know, because they, you know, teams were talking to players and agents over the last couple of days, you know, a couple of weeks ago over at the Combine. And, you know, no, 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 none of that went on at all. They start negotiating today over the next couple of days. And then on Wednesday at 4 o'clock, that's when they officially can start signing contracts. Okay? Yoko Ono made the same sound as my cat when I accidentally stepped on her tail. Damn, that's that's cruel. Uh, Kevin Beal, thank you for the love on the super chat. He says, Big O, give me a percentage Baker comes back. Ten. Also, is Ogba coming back? 100%. No pay cut. Uh, because you've got two years left. You want to get through this year so you can then move on from him the year after. So they'll try him out in this defense, see how he adjusts. If he can play well in this defense, they can keep him for the third year. If not, they will probably move on from him in that third before that third year. Okay, that would be my guess. X and Agba will probably be on the way out unless X turns around and has a monster, monster year. Okay. Uh, and then with the add of Ramsey, this will make Holland elite. Just well, Holland's already elite. He just had to play. Um, uh, the he had to play the um chaperone last year. He had he had to change his game a little bit more to kind of worry about everybody else. Now he's going to be able to be the thief that we all expect him to be. And I I think he'll have over six interceptions this year. Okay, with the kind of talent they're going to have in roaming that secondary, quarterbacks are going to just 
be super frustrated. Super frustrated. By the way, you're they're going to need a coverage linebacker because they got to deal with with um, tight ends. And there's a part of me, Ramsey's a big corner. You know, when you run into a Kelsey or somebody like that, what if you move Ramsey inside and move Kohu outside? Huh? I was thinking about that yesterday. I was like, you know, my mind is going, okay, so you got your linebackers, but what about, and I know you got Holland, but what about Ramsey, who's a big-ass corner, and if you got a stud safety, I'm mean, uh, a tight end in the middle, maybe I move Kohu outside and I move Ramsey inside to cover Kelsey or run with Waller or any of those elite type tight ends. You're gonna have some fun with that. Who knows? I don't know what I don't know what Big Vic is thinking, but we will we will see Big Vic energy soon in 2023. It is time to talk a little basketball. You know, that's what the Heat try to play when they take the hard court every once in a while. Let's get to our Acura Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA report with Ira Winderman right now. Heat fans, time for the best insight of your favorite team with insider Ira Winderman, exclusively on the Big O Radio Show. It's the Acura of Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA report. Here's Ira Winderman. All right, all right. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Uh, it's almost like the same answer I give you every Monday and Friday in our Acura Pembroke Pines report. Better than the Heat. I mean, it's yeah. it, it. I've either come on after an impressive, hope-creating victory or a hideous loss. But man, Big O, there has been very little in between this season. No, I know because that's who they are. That that's what mediocre teams do. Mediocre teams will once in a while surprise teams they're not supposed to beat, and then they'll lose to teams that they're supposed to beat. And it's just the way it is. When you when you when you're not good enough, you can't find consistency. And that's exactly what the Miami Heat have been in. They're mediocre because they can't find consistency. And part of their lack of consistency is their shooting. Because in this league, you have to be elite shooters. And you have to have several of them on your team because if you don't have enough sharpshooters, it's going to be hard for you to keep up doing the math and playing that blue-collar, lunch-pail-style offense from the 90s. And as I've said over and over and over and over and over again, they've lost their, fa their fastball in the front office. They've made a lot of bad decisions. And this is just a part of their bad decisions over the last seven, eight, nine years and this is a very poorly constructed team in today's NBA. And that's that's been their problem. This is why they're mediocre, because they're poorly constructed. Yeah, I mean, number seven in the conference, you're halfway through in a 15-team conference. It's what you are. Uh, the three-pointers haven't been as much of a factor because they've been playing teams who also haven't been hitting threes. But mostly, you need complementary support. Jimmy Put Butler has been fantastic. If you yes. were to rate... MVP candidates based since the All-Star break, that's been Jimmy Butler. But, man, you can see how it wears on him, Big O. You've been talking about he can't miss games, has to play more minutes, has to be there. He is taking every bit of the burden that he can. And for him to do what he did in the fourth quarter in Orlando and hit that three-pointer after another three-pointer was ruled not to be a foul and going to the line for three, 
and then his teammates ignore him in overtime, and he doesn't get a single shot in the extra period and doesn't touch the ball until more than three minutes are expired in the five-minute overtime, it just shows you there's something fundamentally wrong with this season's team. They can talk all they want about avoiding the play-in, but they can't. They can talk all they want about making noise in the first round, but they won't. Please. You know what? You see this with the Dolphins all the time. We've seen it with the Canes football team. Some teams just have the look where they want to get to the finish line and be done with this. And man, Big O, does this team seem to have that look. Yeah, and when he was talking about I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he was talking about the help that, he, you know, other guys having to step. I'm thinking, I'm sitting there going, well, bro, you, you wanted Kyle Lowry here, right? This is why it was really important to spend that money on somebody that's better than you or or worst case scenario, equal than you, but somebody that could lift the burden from you. And, you know, that's and, and Lowry didn't have a bad game. On, on on Saturday, I mean, he had uh, as many turnovers as assists. That's the only thing I didn't like. But but still, it's just something he can't do. He can't be a Robin to to his Batman, or he can't be Batman making you know Jimmy Butler Robin, which is probably the ideal situation if you're the front office. You wanted to find a Batman for this team so Jimmy can be more Robin than have to be Batman. But wow, it's just. This is part of the problem here. That that dude is chewing up a big chunk of your salary, and that's the that's the position, that's the talent that you needed in order to help Jimmy get over the top. I mean, look, that's the misguided move. That's a quarter of your salary cap or going to be next season. You pay the price in a salary cap league. This isn't the forgiving NFL where we can move some some money around and make it less costly. This isn't the NHL where you can pay off a player 50 cents on the dollar and get off his contract. You are stuck in the NBA strong union, full money guaranteed to you pay that. The problem is you can survive that if Bam Adebayo was playing great like he was before the All-Star game. He is what not happened? right now. What happened? It, you know, it's funny because someone what else happened? asked me that. They said, is there a personal problem? Is there an injury? Is he exhausted by the Why is he so demand? passive? Why is he passive? That's the part I... That's the part about Bam that if you're a dog, you're a dog all the time, bro. I don't care who you are. If well, you're Dwayne okay, Wade, so let's let's look into this. Jimmy Butler, when you're a dog, you're a dog. And what is it about him that he's turning it on and turning it off? And he was so motivated early on. And now we just see kind of passive Bam is back. He's back to the super role player again. Well, He's played a lot more bigger centers since the All-Star break. We know Bam has struggled against height. Some right. say he's not a center. That's number one. Number two, what's the fundamental change since the All-Star break with this team? It's been Kevin Love as the starting power forward. Big O, it hasn't worked. You know, Cleveland knew you don't get rid of a proven, decorated championship veteran unless you realize this doesn't work. This guy's on oh, he was getting Well, wait a minute. He was getting less minutes in Cleveland. They had already, they oh, were already shaping. At all. It's not again, yeah. he wasn't playing at all. The Heat bring yeah. him in. The, the Heat are going to have to make a decision soon. One, it looks like they will not get out of the play-in. If Jersey, if Jersey, if Brooklyn or New York play 500 ball the rest of the year, the Heat have to go undefeated. That's not happening. So you have to get ready with your best lineups now for what's going to follow in the play-in and the playoffs. I'm very curious. They brought in Kevin Love. They clearly made a promise. It's not of starting, but of playing time. But you need to move away from that. You need to get something better that works. Are you going to let 
Kevin Love be the player who on a sinking ship is just going to add more ballast to that or not? He's been okay, but the numbers alongside Bam have not been great. Again, since P.J. Tucker left, we talk about this all the time. You can talk about it, the Dolphins and the one single position they're missing. You talk about it with the Heat, that power forward answer. You had it with Jay Crowder, you let him walk. You had it with P.J. Tucker, you let him walk. It's the void that's been there all season. It's the void that's going to be there in the play-in. It's the void that's going to be there in the playoffs. So you don't fill the void because you're worried about tax? No, no, they did the right thing. Going back for a second here, Big O, if they would have signed P.J. Tucker to the money he wanted, whether we would have put him in the tax or not, they would not have been able to re-sign Caleb Martin. I have no issue with that. Caleb has a very good contract, three years, 20 million. Look, when we talk about cost-effective players, if you want to rate Heat players bang for their buck, Caleb Martin is right up there this season with giving you value on his contract. No, no, no. Actually, he would have been a lot better if they didn't make the stupid decision of having to start him at power forward. If they would have started him again, that, at that's his natural boy, position, that he would have had a much better season. There's no right. doubt and about you see, it. And you've seen that since the All-Star break. He's been probably the second most efficient player on the team beyond Jimmy Butler. So you just have that one glaring position. But your, bonehead, but your boneheaded moves of Lowry and Duncan then put you in a position that you can't keep Tucker and Caleb together. And so that's kind of, you know, it's what, what you needed to do to really help your team, you couldn't do because you made other decisions that have put you fiscally in a, in a position that you couldn't make that, that other decision. So and that, and that's the there's, thing. A do, there's a domino effect to all the oh, bad abs- decisions. Absolutely. And the Kyle thing is, is a bad contract, but he's still a functional player who can contribute, although not to the level you expected. The Duncan thing is, even before he's now in health and safety protocols, he wasn't contributing. He was a non-factor. That was 18, you know, like in the NFL, you talk about dead cap money. He's literally walking dead cap money right now, and that sets you back. So what's going to happen this offseason is, do you make the same mistake with the Gabe Vincent? Do you make the same mistake with the Max Truce? Do you offer any kind of big money for the Omar Yurtsevin, or do you learn your lessons that you need help at the top? And you need to take your – and here's the other thing, Big O. And, and, you, need to stay li- and you need to stay liquid that if you can't yes. – here's the thing. You have to realize, hey, guys, we have one of the best coaches in the history of the game, one of the two best coaches in the NBA right now. This guy can make chicken salad out of chicken shit a lot of times. So guess what? We're not going to tie ourselves to mediocre or average players. and long- No, let's bring in some one-year guys. And we'll keep it and, and we'll keep ourselves flexible. And next year, if the whale becomes available, then we'll get the whale for Spo. But let's not tie him down to guys for three yes. to four years. That's a very that we important. have to wait for them to expire because they're not good enough to get us where we want to go. We want to go to a championship. The playing game and the first round of the playoffs is not what we're all about. And it's not what we've spoiled our fan base about. To me, that's the thinking that has to change. They have to be a little bit more aggressive in that sense where, you know what? This guy's not good enough to get us to a title. We're not going to tie ourselves to it. We'll go get a one-year player. Spo will work his magic, and then we'll stay flexible next year. You get a few one-year players. You let Kyle's money go off the books. Maybe use the stretch payments on Duncan Robinson. Over three or five years, you get off that money. You have another chance for your Jimmy Butler like summer, I absolutely agree with that. You can't get tied up and say, 
God bless Gabe Vincent. Thank you for your service. God right. bless Max Struess. Thank you for your right. service. God bless Omar Yurtsevin fighting his way back. Thank you for your service. But you have to get ready to make another move, which might mean, Big O, another season of purgatory in limbo of being mediocre, which sometimes you have to do in the NBA. That's what the play-in's for. So you can, do the, you can do the pretend play-in that we're in contention. You can deal with that. He do have a first-round pick this year, and you get ready for the future. But but here's a major caveat to that big, big old Orlando Alzagari plan. You would be burning another season of Jimmy Butler, who has been fantastic lately. I get, I, I get it. You, you burned, you've burned four seasons of Jimmy Butler because you didn't get the person next to him in order to win the title. And you had two shots at it. Now, the first shot on the on the bubble, maybe it is the scenario you were in or whatever, but it was bad luck there, unfortunately. That was bad luck because those two injuries really just completely changed the face of that series. Sure. And then last Lord year, mm -hmm. last year you're shot away from going, but if you had that other star, maybe you would have gotten there. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I just think you, you, it's great to have Butler, but you had to go get that other superstar and that's where they have failed and they've gotten everything else but the superstar and so i get it that you're you're gonna you know ruin another year of butler but what else are you gonna do at this point you can't keep insanity is crazy right it's it's doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result this is what they are man you're not really gonna get much different next year so Unfortunately, you need to turn the page. This is why I wasn't even a fan of extending Butler, you know, for, for that far out because he's got so much mileage on him. You can only ask so much from a human being. And yet at his age right now and at 33, at the end of a season, he has never been better at any point in his career. Here's what we're going to hear. We're going to hear Pat Riley and Eric Spolster to a lesser degree tell us, you're going to see the improvement from Bam. You're going to see the improvement from Tyler Hero. And then you and I in our Accurate Pembroke Pines report will sit down and say, how much improvement? Are we talking from going from near all-star to star level, but not to the superstar level? And then when you give out those contracts and those guys are making 30 plus million a season, you get caught in that. Here's one other thing, Big O. In the offseason, the Heat will have one major exception, $7 million taxpayer mid-level exception. But... If you spend that as a taxpayer team, it's going to count $17 million against the books. We're going to get a real read on what this team is willing to spend or not willing to spend to make the team better. As we've seen this past week, what Stephen Ross has done is he's taken additional immediate cap hits on Tyreek Hill and on some restructured deals in order to keep spending. You know, it's interesting, Big O. You talk about this all the time in our Accurate Pembroke Pines reports, how the one thing about the Heat over the years has been willing to do is spend. That Mickey Harrison, to build a winner, when in the championship window, has spent. Now, all of a sudden, Stephen Ross is the one who sees himself in a championship window, and he is spending, and the Heat seem to be pulling back. And it's going to be interesting how when we do our local owner ratings, owner and management ratings, it might be changing a little bit in our market. I'm not nah, sure that... Mickey, Mickey's got the titles. Until you get titles, nothing means. But, but in the moment, but in the moment of roster creation in 2023. Nah, we got to give Mickey his flowers, bro. 
He's got three titles. Un until people start winning titles, we can't put anybody in the Arison family. We just can't. I, I, I may not be happy with the Arison family right, right now and the way they've fiscally handled things lately. Uh, I, you know, and I'm, uh, I'll openly say it, uh, but I got their back. They, they're still the best ownership in town. They've produced the titles. They got the best guy in the, in the, in the history of the business in Pat Riley, uh, a guy that we've rarely ever seen in the history of sports. That was a, has been a great coach and a great architect. Uh, that that is rare to find that. So I'm I'm always going to give Mickey and I'm going to give you know Riley their their love because they deserve it. That's why I always preface it. While I'm not happy with the decisions Riley's made lately, while I'm not happy with the way the Arisons have kind of cut corners lately, I don't want any of them going anywhere. I learned my lesson with Shula. Okay, Shula wasn't his best at the end. I get it. But, uh, you know, I, my regret was I was on that stupid bandwagon. Oh, the game's passed him by. And everybody that came after Shula was never even close to Shula. And I'll take Shula's worst years better than most of the guys that came after him. So I don't want to see anything after Arison or Riley because I don't know what's coming next. Right. But I will say they have to raise their game. I have to say it. They have to raise their game. Their game, they're, they're, they're not – they're not playing at a high level right now. Okay. They're, they're, they're kind of passive like bam. That's kind of the way I'll look at it. You know what I'm saying? So I got to give Mickey uh, until, until I start seeing banners, banners by others. Mickey's the, the top dog, bro. I have to give it to him. Uh, and we'll just see how the approach is going forward, whether we're talking more bad contracts or good contracts. Right now, again, everything about this team is stuck in the middle. So what's your theory on BAM? Oh, I, I think the burden of taking the next step, of anchoring the defense, of being the 18-shot-a-game player, you know what? I think BAM Adebayo is realizing it's sort of heavy as the head that wears the crown of trying to do more, that, that this is his first uber-involved season on both ends of the court. He wanted his 16 to 18 shots. He got those. That's a lot of work to do it over an 82-game season. Remember last season, Bam missed seven weeks with the thumb injury. So we had that chance, sort of like we're hoping with Kyle now, to get rejuvenated, to get refreshed. You know what? You are paying his salary at almost a near-max level. It comes with an 82-game responsibility. You know, you've talked for a while about Jimmy missing 15 games and there's too much missed time. And if you're going to be a leader, you have to be out there all the time. I think Bam is learning that. We talk about the, the rookie wall when pl college players go from 33 games to 82. I think being a two-way player over 82 games is a grind. But if you want to be great, if you want to talk about winning awards, if you want to talk about all NBA behind Jokic and behind Joel Embiid for that third spot, you've got to do it. You've got to keep doing it. And I think Bam is learning that right now. Doesn't mean there aren't personal issues. Doesn't, doesn't mean there might not be nagging issues. But the greats have to do it for 70-plus games. It's hard. I think Bam is learning that right now. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. He is definitely learning that because he is not showing up the way um, Jimmy needs him uh, to show up right now. All right, what are you working on in the Sun Sentinel so folks can check you out, my friend, leading up to the game, which, my God, my theory, I think, is going to continue tonight. Uh, the Heat are favored by seven and a half over the Jazz. A lot. Uh, the Jazz, by the way, have won the last two games, which, you know, are games that Miami loses at Orlando, at Charlotte. 
Those are games that they lose. Uh, the Jazz have won those last two games. Uh, I am of the belief that the the Heat are nobody to give anybody pretty much seven and a half points. Yeah, that that that's too I, I many. Might, I might be I might be taking the Jazz in the seven and a half if I'm an you know investor. What they go? These two teams are number one and number two in the NBA in clutch games, games that have been within five points of the final five minutes of games. So right there, that tells you where you might lean on the betting. Utah is absolutely fighting for a play in berth in the Western Conference. You have Lowry Markinen coming off a 3 of 22 shooting game in Charlotte. You know that he is going to be better. It's going to be a close game. Remember the game in Utah, New Year's Eve. It took Tyler Hero shot at the buzzer just before the buzzer for the Heat to beat the Jazz. So it's been that close between the teams. There's no reason I ever go into a Heat game this season not expecting something dramatic and close because that's who they've been in all these five-point games. So, yeah, tonight will be interesting. I wrote a story just posted at thesuncentral.com with Cody Zeller out with that broken news. Nose. With Orlando Robinson back in the G League, had a very good game last night. It's, it's yurt season. It's Omar Yurt's event time. I'm so curious about this. Eric Spolster has found every reason not to play him. Last season, he was playing 6-4 P.J. Tucker at center. He had been using Dwayne Dedman all of last season ahead of Omar Yurtsevin. Even when Omar was getting closer, he was using two-way Orlando Robinson ahead of him. Then on the buyout market, a guy who was basically playing at the YMCA, Cody Zeller, played ahead of Omar Yurtsevin. I'm really curious tonight. There is no reason when Bam is off the court, he averages about 34 minutes a game, that Omer shouldn't be on the court? Or does Eric Spolster sim- simply not see him as a playoff race player? I wrote about it at thesuncentinel.com in tomorrow's paper, but I think that's worth keeping an eye out because honestly, Omer's a free agent after this season. You've got to see what he can do in the biggest moments. Tonight is one of those bigger moments. Or if you're already parting ways, why waste your time? And, or, and or, or, or if you want to keep him, don't showcase him at all. So that way you could try to keep them under the radar and you, you know, gotta win the game. You got to win the game. Walker Kessler, the center of the Jazz, probably is better than Rudy Gobert, who he was traded for with a slew of picks this year. He is the nephew of late Heat big man Alec Kessler. So there's some emotional tie there tonight, also. So a lot of things playing when it comes to the power rotation tonight. It'll be an interesting game against the Jazz, and we'll recap that and where the Heat stand Wednesday with Kurt Heelan on our redrecover.com inside the paint show at 9 a.m. Follow him on Twitter at Ira Heapy. Catch his work there at the South Florida Sun Sentinel. Ira, as always, thank you, my friend. Appreciate you. And I hope for better news on Wednesday with Kurt Heelan. Thank you, Big O. Let's hope so with our redrecover.com inside the paint show. And remember, you can use our code Big O to get 10% off your wraps there, okay? 30% 30% only for the doggy wraps now. Human wraps are only 10% now. You get off by using our code Big O. That is your Acura of Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA report. You've been listening to the Acura of Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA Report with Ira Winderman. When you're looking for award-winning service and great deals from the number one volume Acura sales dealership in the Southeast United States, you go to Craig's in Acura of Pembroke Pines at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. All right, all right. I see Lusao Fuentes. Big old laugh about bank account. Tell to a crypto cold wallet get lost or corrupted when paraphrase is not working. Then in a naive person like Big O will laugh about banking. 
first of all, Luisao, uh, first learn how to write English so you can actually communicate with people. That would help out a lot. So you don't, you know, send me some broken down bullshit that I got to like decipher, kind of like a 12 word paraphrase for, for uh, crypto. And by the way, the 12 word paraphrase always works. I love the people that don't know shit about anything. And then they run their mouth like you, Luisao. Since you don't know shit about crypto, you dumbass. Okay. And if you lose your, your 12 words, that's your fucking problem, not mine. If I lose mine, I can't, I don't have it. Well, then too bad, so sad. I lost my money. That's it. I'm done. But I, you know, you, you, you kind of, you know, those are your 12 words. You want to memorize them. You want to put them somewhere. And that's it. You're safe. By the way, Bitcoin. Up to 23,645. It is up nearly 15%. Something tells me people are getting smart. And they're saying, yeah, my money isn't safe in a bank account. My money's safer with Bitcoin. Because it's growing and growing and growing. That's all it does. It started at $1. And it's now at $23,600. Did the U.S. dollar do that? Can the U.S. dollar go from $1 to $1.30? No. Why? Because your dollar loses 6 to 8% every year. Luisao, since you don't know shit about financing and you have no idea anything that goes on in our world. But that's all right. Your dollar in 2013, what you bought for a dollar in 2013 cost you $6.62 now. That's how much inflation's gone up. You go ahead. Put my money in Bitcoin. In the long run, I'm going to buy a hell of a lot more eggs than you will by your money being in the savings account, getting nothing in interest. Or sitting in a checking account, getting nothing, doing nothing, earning nothing, while they're earning off your money and spending it and ruining it all. Some of you out there, man, it's, it's just, you're so blinded by everything that goes on. And I get it, it's hard to adjust to all of this, but this is what's coming, man. Anyway, BAM is passive because people regress to the mean. You can only be something you are not for so long before you go back to who you are. This is the universal truth. Carlos Cigarro, you, sir, are a thousand percent right. Much rather have PJ than Caleb Martin. I'm sorry. Can we get out of the lousy and Duncan contracts next year? No. no. I mean, if if they can, maybe the Lowry one, because that's expiring. The Duncan one still has three more years. So, no. And no, I'm not, uh, EJ, I'm not with you. I don't want Riley to retire. I just need him to tweak what he's doing. Okay? That's all. I remember the last time the Dolphins had a team with a bunch of high draft picks, ended up 9-7, and seven, barely making the playoffs. I like the moves, but I can't get excited until they prove it to me. John, and John, thank you for coming by uh, over at Canesville, bro. I appreciate you. I wish you would have stayed uh, at least through one of the breaks, man, to hang out with you and talk a little bit. Um, yeah, but that's a whole, that was a whole different thing compared to this. Uh, I, I like this team, dude. This is a really good team. They, what they need is luck. So I will get excited.
You won't, but I will. It's working its way to 23,600 now. That's crazy, dude. Uh, you know what the feds actually did? The feds trying to break crypto and and going after it because they know it threatens their banking system all over the world um, because it's freedom for human beings and they don't want us to be free. They want to keep us you know, tied down. Um, they might have fast-tracked Bitcoin right now. That's what's happened. Ooh, and Jasmine is up 14%. Who who went in on with me on Jasmine there? And did you pick it up when it was down at 47? Because it's up to 55 right now. So you making money. Ooh, baby. Everything is moving. Ethereum's 12%. Matic is up almost 8%. Cardano's up 13%. Um, Atom is up almost 6%. VeChain up 12%. Immutable X up 24%. HBAR up 9%. Chainlink up 9%. Gala up 19.5%. DOT is up 10%. Uh, Avalanche up 12 Atlas up, five, up 6 actually. Mana up almost 13%. Algorand up 10%. ApeCoin up almost 14%. Shib up seven, Luvium up almost 16%. It is a beautiful, 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 beautiful thing. Man. What else do we have here? Aletheia artificial liquid intelligence token up nearly 10%. Optimism up 34%. Yeah. Who took who took the who took a little optimism at a dollar eighty-eight? It's two forty-five right now. This guy, woo! Love it. Injective protocol, another one I've told you guys about when it was at a dollar forty-four. It's at three eighty now. It is up twenty-seven percent right now. I told you about injective protocol when it was at a dollar forty-four. And we are still not even in the bull run yet. A dollar forty-four. I told you about injective protocol, and it's three freaking eighty now. I don't know how many of you got in on it, but boy, you making that money. That money. And we haven't even started the bull run yet, bro. This is like this is just scratching the surface. Okay. All right, what do we have here? Uh, I've been DCAing for several crypto coins throughout. No panic, just long-term profitability. I'm with you. All right, let's go. Hour number two. Hey, you guys want to check out my backyard and dogs? Here we go. Hour number two is next. This podcast replay is brought to you by Cutter's Edge Total Landscape Solutions. With decades of experience here in South Florida, Cutter'sEdge.com provides fantastic results. Call 954-472-0622. Hi, hour number two. Hope you like the uh, yard by Cutter's Edge Pro. Call William or Mike, 954-472-0622. There you go. Yes, we can play football on it, and thank you for the compliments. Listen, thank Will and Mike. Mike is like the brain. He's the designer of all this stuff. And so he's just, you know, he gets your yard and then he starts to 
ideas start flowing. He tells you this, that, and gives you all kinds of ideas and you're freaking out. And it's like, wow, where does this guy, you know, think of all this stuff. And so, uh, Will and Mike are just cutter's edge pro. I'm telling you, they are just absolutely. And the artificial turf is the greatest invention out there for yards and for dogs that exist. I'm telling you, man. So Karen says all the dogs turn a big O that's adorable. Well, they, I love my dogs. They love me. You know, I, I give them tons of love, tons of hugs, tons of kisses every day. Uh, so uh, very blessed to have the yard. And it, it, it when you when you get a yard like that and you make it like that, you want to hang out more often. OK, so I'm actually going to get um, we have a little a little um, area to relax. there. I didn't show it there, but uh, I'm going to get one of those uh, drive in type screens and get a projector and sit out there at night and uh, with the dogs and watch some, uh, watch a movie or watch a show or something. That's the kind of stuff you want to do, man. Besides barbecuing, we play a little cornhole. Uh, we, I made another video and you'll see the, the, uh, the, the, the putting green with the, with the flags and everything. So we have, a, there's another video that will be played too, that you'll see. I don't know when Sean's going to play it, but he'll play it also eventually so there you go uh mm canes 44 says thank you for the love on the super chat he says free john yang no uh brooklyn rob loving my crypto bro life is uh good more banks fail more people will realize be your own bank but you and i brooklyn rob we've had this conversation personally uh, a couple times, and obviously, uh, we do it all the time on social media and on DM and all that. You get it. You understand where we're going, you know, and you understand what those people are trying to do to us, what they've been doing to us, what they've been ruining and making all the stupid decisions and all these $1.7 trillion plan and all that crap. And you know what? This is what I laugh at with Democrats and Republicans, right? So, so you'll hear some Republicans say, oh, well, no, now the Dems have this crazy $1.7 trillion. Yeah, but the Republicans approved it. They're all dirty. They're all a mess. You know what I mean? I, I, my, the funniest thing is listening to a Democrat or Republican think that their side's got it figured out. They're both in the crapper, and they both throw us down there with them. You know, that's that's the problem. But eventually people will figure out that decentralized financing gives you freedom and frees you away from all those people. So you'll see. O's PJ pants flowing in the wind, refrescando los eggs, my favorite part of the morning. Yes. Those are my Inter-Miami PJ pants. Okay. Inter-Miami PJ pants. Can have a full chipping and putting session there. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I want to add a second. I want to add a third hole to it, like right in the middle, you know, and 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 have, uh, you know, like that way it's a shorter putt, play two different types of games. That's the next thing I want to do on the putting green. Nothing like that morning breeze cooling the nuts and bolts and coffee warming the heart. <laughs> you guys are a trip. 
Gorgeous work on your backyard. Thank you, Dolphin Mitch. And again, Cutter's Edge Pro, they know how to do it, man. Your yard looks awesome. I'll definitely use them when I'm ready to finally remodel my yard. You will love it, man. You will love it. And their work is top-notch. Top-notch. All that all that uh, artificial turf now has been down for over six months, and there are no weeds, no grass growing through it at all. That's because they pack it in the right way. Some people do they do a shitty job with the artificial turf and grass is growing through it and weeds and all that, and that's because they don't pack it in like these guys do underneath. And, by the way, they do a great job when it pours it drains well too. So just in case if you're concerned about that, they do it the right way, both ways. It drains well and nothing grows under it. So that's, that's obviously a, a, a part of, uh, you know, your mind that you'll feel comfortable with that, you know, at least stuff like that isn't going to happen. Crypto market back over 1 trillion. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Only a matter of time. I'm not, I'm not really worried about it, you know. I know where I know where Bitcoin's going, man. I know what's going to happen eventually. It's where the world is going. It's just it's part of the process. Kind of when I started doing this a couple of years ago, I I wanted to get the hell out of QAM because I knew where the world was going, and it's not radio. Radio's dying. That's uh that's passe, dude. The last people that are left listening to radio mostly are really old people. People my age or older that they cannot adjust and they don't know how to find YouTube and they don't know how to get a, a podcast and that kind of stuff. So those listeners are still holding on a radio because that's all they know. But eventually, even older people are adjusting to working, you know, platforms and all that kind of stuff. It's just a matter of having a little foresight and seeing it. And we're going to be in a digital world completely. Digital currency, you name it, and Bitcoin and crypto are going to lead the way to all that. Uh, sick of seeing the same old farts on camera every day. There you go. In the process of buying my first home, definitely need that putting green added to the backyard. Well, Chad, you got to call Cutter's Edge Pro. They can do it. Uh, Big O, you're right. Both sides, of course. Dan, I laugh at a Republican or a Democrat that starts to argue with me like, oh, we have a right better than them or this. And that. Sure. Some things are better from Democrats and Republicans and some things Republicans do are better than Democrats, but they're both garbage. <laughs> so and neither one of us can neither one of them can give us a damn candidate. So, you know, but whatever. Bitcoin hit 24K. Holy shit, 24,400. It is up 18%. Wow. 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 This is a wow. I think people are realizing they're getting smart, they're figuring it out. They are figuring it out, dude. Absolutely figuring it out. Big O, envy you. Looking out of my window here in Indiana, nothing but snow. Terry, we got room for you, baby. Okay? Let's get you out of Indiana. Let's get you down to South Florida. Sell your home in Indiana. 
Come down to South Florida, okay? We'll get you a nice home here. You call Cutter's Edge Pro, change up that landscaping, make it look sharp, right? There you go. It's a beautiful thing. Come on down, baby. Join us. We got room for you, man. Uh, do the Finns keep Melvin Ingram? No, they don't. No, he can't cover. They will change the linebackers because they need guys that are a little bit more more uh, uh, flexible. They need coverage, guys. This is a coverage secondary. I'm, excuse me. This is a coverage defense is what it is, not a secondary. Coverage defense. Okay, they will they will force you to, you know, dink and dunk all 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 down the field and be perfect. That's the only way you're going to score in a Fangio defense. And part of that, it's because usually everybody can cover corners, obviously, safeties and linebackers. So you had too many linebackers that couldn't cover. And that's a problem. And that will be eliminated. So the Ingrams of the world and the Landon Roberts, I don't think will be here. There's a small, small, small chance that a Landon Roberts comes back only because he would be an excellent two-down linebacker. You bring him in on short-yarded situations, goal-line situations, so he'd be kind of your last linebacker, not an every down linebacker, but use more in run situations. In pass situations, you do not want to land in Roberts in there. But I, I just a slight, slight, slight hope for him only because he's a bad mofo. You know, he's just a bad mother effer, dude. I like him. I do. I like a Landon Roberts, the player. But again, when schemes change, then it you it requires different things. And I don't know if Landon Roberts has that. No, and I'm sorry. Let me just be honest. I Landon Roberts can't cover. And because he can't cover, if that's a requirement for him for all his linebackers to be two-way players, then Landon Roberts will not be here. But if they need a specialist. A guy that's going to stick his head in there and, you know, a thumper, then, yeah, they'll keep him. Okay? So, uh, do you have a vacuum clean turf annually to prevent the debris from growing? Weed? Well, actually, there's no weeds or, or grass growing on the artificial turf. Uh, but I do have a blower. Okay, and it's usually more for the front yard. In the backyard, I don't have nearly as many leaves. So, uh, but we do have a blower, and it's mostly for the front yard because we have this one tree in, in our in our that it's from the you know it's from the the you know on the cul-de-sac. It's just on the street, but it's on our on our right there next to our mailbox, and that son of a bitch lets go of a ton of leaves. So that's the only one on the front, you know. But uh, in the back, it's not it's not it's not nearly as bad. Most of the stuff we got doesn't really let go of a ton of leaves, so it's pretty cool. Emilio says, "Forgive my lack of knowledge. Could we see a situation where the USA creates a centralized digital coin and citizens can own and rely on their own crypto coin? Can the two work together? Trying to learn. Okay. Digital currencies by countries, holy shit, I want nothing to do with that. Do you know why? 
because now you own the digital currency and they know the coins that you specifically own because it's all it's all marked money wise. There, there's a number to everything that you own. If you buy $80 of Bitcoin, that $80 chunk has a number to it. Well, if you buy a digital currency, US or whatever, it's going to have a number tied to it. Do you know that if you owe money, they can lock you out? That's why they want digital currency. Do you know if you owe taxes or whatever, they can pull it right out of your bank? Do you know that if you get paid for something and you owe money somewhere else or whatever, they can pull it out and force it to go over there? Don't you love that? Of course they want digital currency so they can actually control. They don't want Bitcoin because they can't control it. They can't grab it. They can't, they can't touch your currency unless you give it to them or unless you're going to give them your, 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 your account, you know, there's no way they can touch it. <laughs> These sons of bitches are 10 steps ahead of you. You need to be a couple of steps ahead of them. Okay, and here's one more thing, Emilio. Who cares if they get a digital currency? What are they going to do? Mint more and kill the value? With Bitcoin, it's 21 million and it's over. There is no more. No more will ever and can be printed. Can't be altered. Can't, nothing. It's done. Over. So it doesn't matter if England if the U.S., if France, if Brazil, if they make their own digital currency, they will be just as irresponsible with it as they will be with their own dollar. And they just keep printing it. So by, keep, by, by continuing to print more, they create, what, less value in, in the dollar. And then they can manipulate the currency all they want because they, they, they control it. Not good, my man. Not good. Not good. You got a divorce going on? They can forcibly move that money right out of your account. Because you have no, you can't close out your bank account from them. It's tied to the government. It's tied to the banking system. Why do you think they're bailing out these banks? Because it's their failed system that created this. They raised the interest rates so fast that all the loans and the bonds that they had were at one and a half percent. We're up at five. They're losing their asses. All these banks are losing their asses. And when they're trying to sell the bonds, they got to sell them at such a loss that they're taking a bath on there. And they're losing millions and billions. That's what was going on with this bank. All the loans that they had out were, were outdated because it was at zero interest then. So when you were getting 1.5%, you're making a crap ton of money when it's at zero interest. We gave a guy the Nobel freaking prize. Some idiot, we just gave him the Nobel prize because for 10 years, he had zero interest rates and was printing money. How stupid is that? That's why we're in this position. You can't have zero interest rates all the time like that. You have to have percentages. You have to pay taxes. That's the only way it balances out. We just can't have zero. That's the that's the lie that all these politicians, oh, we can't tax. We can't. You have to have some taxes. How in the hell are you going to pay for everything? But then you fall behind so badly 
that then now you speeded up the process and look what you've done. Now, now the feds created their own recession and they've now put their banks in hell. That's how stupid these mofos are. So, yeah, and you're right, Kyle. It's about 17 million when you think about the lost Bitcoin and and early on people ruined it. You you are correct, sir. You are correct. You are a thousand percent correct. Wow, Bitcoin's over 24,000. Wow and wow and wow again. And wow again. And wow again. That's amazing. Will it will it go over 25 now? Will this be the 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 watershed moment that pushes it over the 25 that that's been that's been the 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 uh, bugaboo right now for for Bitcoin is trying to get past 25. Rob Rob man says decentralized is the way uh, who's using Sato Pro. Remember Saitama Big O, they have added many utilities. I know, I I, I know about Saitama. Uh, Lisa says, because I'm bored on Monday, I found that there are 23 current NFL players named Jalen, various spellings. How many more fins? How many more can the fins sign? LOL. <laughs> Shelby says, remember when it was 60? Yes, Shelby. Shelby, what asset goes from zero to 67,000 and stays there? None. Doesn't happen. It, there's always going to be a, 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 a contraction through all of that because it wasn't realistic to hold up at that at that price. So it came back down and now it's been in a realistic growth. You know, people made their money and they sold out. And then we had something called a pandemic, a war, supply chain, and the and everything went down. Not just crypto, but stocks went down too. Again, I will tell everybody that says stupid shit like, oh, it was at 60. What asset goes from a dollar to $24,000 right now? Thanks for playing. So it doesn't matter, Shelby. If you bought it at $100, and it's at 24,000 you win if you got it at 165 where it was in what was it october november whatever when i got it at 165 it's at 24,000 right now what asset does that no asset in the world no asset in the world goes from 1 to $24,000 so it will continue to go up all you got to do is look at the trajectory of the macro it's like this the entire time. It's not like that, but you only look at it because you don't invest. So you don't understand anything. So you think, oh, 67, oh, it's down to 20, it's bad. No, moron, it's only been around for 14 years. So it went from zero to 24,000 in 14 years. That's the way you got to look at it. It's a, it's, it's so short-sighted from people. You know what I'm saying? It's just one of those things that people, but I get it. If you don't invest and you don't understand anything, you'll say stupid shit because you don't really get it. And you don't really understand investing and anything that goes parabolic crashes guaranteed stocks. You name Tesla was 
it crashed and now it's gone back up again it's just the way it goes so anyway uh you should check out quant uh, quant's fantastic but it already had its pump that i i right now it's well over a hundred dollars quant and it's you know it, it's 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 had its run i i i'm i didn't get in on it early enough to really enjoy the profits i like to get in a little earlier than that uh crude oil went down 38 minutes till NFL free agency can start announcing signing. Sean uh, going to have a lot of cuts in. We'll see. We shall see. Right? Uh, 24.3 for uh, Bitcoin. 18%. By the way, Ethereum is up 15%, almost up to $1,700. It's pretty amazing what's gone on with them. But I think this bank meltdown is waking some people up to what's going on. You know, I like talking about the Cutter's Edge MVP. And it is time to talk about our Cutter's Edge NMVP. Who's last night's MVP? For your complete landscape solutions anywhere in South Florida, there's only one MVP. CuttersEdgePro.com Here's our CuttersEdgePro.com MVP of the night. Ah, yes, he's my MVP. I hope he's yours too. His name is Chris Greer. Wow. The move he made yesterday to acquire Jalen Ramsey for a measly third-round pick and he got rid of Flo's boy, Hunter Long, is just absolutely awesome. I mean, just absolutely awesome. It is one amazing he's, – he's made a lot of great deals. He, I think he's built one hell of a team. He's the best GM we've had here in years. I mean, decades. Way better than anybody they've had here for a long, long, long time. And I know that the results aren't there yet that you guys want, but they're coming. And I think we would have had better results last year if they would have had a healthy team. And I think that's what's hurt Chris in getting was the flowers, the credits, you know, that he deserves because of the injuries last year kind of clouded things. But if we really look at it, okay, I think he's done a, a marvelous job. He makes all kinds of terrific deals overall. Not every deal is going to be great, but I think he's put the Dolphins in a position that they haven't been in in a long, long time. And to make that move for Jalen Ramsey, you guarantee his next two years, I'm sure they'll rework this deal this year and free up a little bit more cap space, you know, uh, throughout. But for me, Chris Greer, I got to tell you, that's my cutter's edge MVP of the night the mvp of the night is brought to you by cuttersedgepro.com servicing hoas condominiums townhomes commercial properties corporate parks and malls throughout south florida cuttersedgepro.com providing south florida mvp performance every day of the year All right cruz ruiz thank you for the love on the super chat remember you can make a donation through Cash App or Venmo, 
at Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show, Cash App or Venmo. And remember, you can make a Bitcoin donation through Cash App or Venmo. You know, uh, you know, I love me some Bitcoin donations on Cash App or Venmo. It's always my favorite. Uh, Cruz Ruiz on the Super Chat says, if Hunter Long and, and uh, Devontae Parker got us Ramsey, can Eichenberg and a Garden Gnome get us Tunsil? Tunsil's a left tackle. They already have one in Toronto Armstead. I don't think they're going to acquire Laramie Tunsil. I know they're trying to trade him, but you know they would have to pick up a lot of the salary because that's probably a little too much. Uh, that's probably a little bit higher of an upgrade than they were looking for, to be quite honest. Okay, at that tackle spot. Uh, let's see, what else do we have? Oh, hear me out. Maybe T-Rex doesn't deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but The Slider is a great album. <laughs> JB Black says, other players are wanting and choosing to come to play with this team as two QB1. Why do uh, Finns who know less than the pro players cannot admit when they're wrong about this kid. Ah, brother, because they've already gotten into the hole. Okay, let me explain something about Tua haters. All right? And uh, and some of you will hate this comparison, but I it, it's perfect. Okay? Perfect. Okay, so... Two haters, right? Oh, he can't play. His arm is uh, weak. He's too short. He plays too much golf. Uh, you know, whatever. They can, he can't run a high-powered offense. All those excuses were put out there about Tua. So now Tua goes out and balls out. Now nobody can say that anymore, right? So the Tua haters, they moved their hate about him being not, a, not able to be a player to now moving into the injuries, because that was always there. Even before they drafted him, that was the concern for him, was the injury. So now, since they were wrong about his play, they moved it over. And they need that. It's the same thing, and here's the analogy some of you will hate, but I don't give a shit. It's the same as you Trumpies out there. Oh, the election's rigged, the election's rigged, the election's rigged. You believed all the stupid lies. You fell down that rabbit hole. You're into the abyss. And now that, you know, we all knew it wasn't rigged, but now that you've learned that it was rigged, everybody was lying to you and all that, there's still those Trumpies that are still down that rabbit hole. Why? Because they already fell so deep into the lie, they've got to live in that lie. And that's what you have with the two haters. They got to live in that lie. Okay, they were already wrong about his play, so they're just acting like phonies and they hide behind the injury stuff when that's really was what wasn't the issue with them. They were saying he was too short. They were saying his arm wasn't strong enough. They were saying he can't run a high-powered offense. They were saying he plays too much golf. That's the way it goes. So when you fall so deep into the lie, you now have to ride out the lie. Because you don't have the balls to admit that you're just wrong. That's all. We're all wrong. It happens all the time. But we got to admit it when we are, right? I mean, that's what you got to do. So that's what you have with a lot of your Tua haters. They refuse to admit that they were wrong, that he couldn't play. 
So now they hide behind the veil of injuries. And because most of you out there, as I always tell you, we're not tracking what you say. Nobody knows what you said. So you can change your opinion back and forth because nobody knows. You know, unlike Poopart or myself or any of the other insiders that come on, you're going to know what we say and you're going to hold our feet to the fire, whether we're right or we're wrong. Alan Poopart is next. Dolphins fans, time to get insight on your favorite team with your favorite reporter with an Expos hat. Sports Illustrated's Alan Poopart in our EJDconstruction.com Miami Dolphins report exclusively on a big O radio show. All right. All right. So tell me you saw it coming. You, you knew that they were trading for Jalen Ramsey. Well, there had been rumblings that the Rams were, were trading Jalen Ramsey. I, I I didn't expect them to be that desperate that they would basically give him away. I mean, Jesus, holy moly! No offense to Hunter Long, who's a nice kid, but dude, brother, you gotta give you gotta give a fifth or sixth rounder for somebody to freaking take Hunter Long off of your hands. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Seriously, no. no, I'm not joking. Seriously, at this point, it's a third round pick. You're paying him third round money. Somebody's going to say, no, you got to give me a pick for me to take that salary. Not only did he get Ramsey for a third round pick for a measly third round pick, he freaking got rid of Brian Flores, boy at the same time. That's I well, mean, you turn you turned Devonte Parker into Jalen Ramsey, bro. Is, and is you dumped thing. Hunter. Wow. Okay, but no, no, the money is the base salary is low. I mean, where, where the rookies get their money is a signing bonus. So, but this tells you, this speaks to you just, again, just how badly the Rams wanted to get rid of Ramsey's salary because you saw the Dolphins turn around and guaranteed him $35.5 million over the next two years, which the Rams wanted no part of. And the fact that Ramsey could kind of make it difficult for them. Right, because um, right, he had a no-trade clause, right, I think. And he wanted to play, and he wanted to play here. Uh, right. So that, that helped. Uh, but, no, I mean, Jesus Christ, had you told me you, you could get him? I thought – I, I thought the Dolphins could get away without having to give up a number one, um, again because of the financial considerations. But right, at, at right. three at three and Hunter Long, Jesus. No oh, yes, man. Yes, I please. Mean, yes, please. Yeah, I mean it's a guy you're not, and and Hunter Long is a guy you're not even going to use. It's a wasted pick at this point because it doesn't fit what you're doing now. It, it was obviously more for flow and whatever idea he had in his offense. So to me, this was just absolutely. No, and, and again, I know you're you're very very quick to always pin bad picks on flow. Whoever whoever it was, and I don't know that it was more of a flow pick than a career than a Greer pick. I had no offense. I have seen no signs of anything that this guy that stands out about this guy, whether it be catching the ball or whether it be blocking. I mean, again, no offense. I have nothing against Hunter Long, but I saw nothing in the first two years that told me. Yeah, this guy's got something in the future. Like Tanner Connor, for example, might might never pan out in the NFL, but I saw a couple of things last last summer where like there's something there. Maybe it, and maybe it gets you know fully developed. Where Hunter Long never never saw anything. So I'm, I hope so for him that he's able to do something with his career. Obviously, because sure. you know that's, I'm sure that's his dream, and and I wouldn't want to stand in anybody in anybody's way. But obviously, there was no plans for him here. So you got rid of a, of a key roster spot. Um, and now, I mean, my God, you have X. And I think X will be super motivated next year because he has to 
since, you know, he could get released next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if he wants to stay here or be valuable to somebody else, uh, you're going to have a really motivated ex. So, and, and, you know, with Fangio's defense, it's a coverage defense Correct. where it forces you to be perfect all the way down the field. And you're going to have to dink and dunk them because they're not going to give you anything over the top. And to have those kind of corners and to have Javon Holland, holy shit, dude. I mean, that is that no, that's the, that's impressive. Yeah, the possibilities are, are very, very intriguing. I mean, there's there's no excuse. You know, I mean, let me rephrase that. The pieces are in place for this defense to take a really, really big leap. Uh, obviously, yes. we can't control injuries. And oh. if guys start getting hurt, that's a problem. But with the guys you have in place, I mean, you have studs. On the defensive line with Wilkins, Sealer, I don't know if I say stud, but he's a really good player. On the edge with Phillips and Bradley Chubb, you got three grade A DBs with Hollins, X, and Ramsey. Uh, Give me me a stud off off the ball linebacker and and let's, let's roll. Yeah, and that, that's we were talking about this earlier. The linebackers are going to be coverage guys too, because in in his defense, he you got to have that versatility. So you can't have the Ingrams and and the and the Alandon Roberts running around in the open field. Although I give Roberts a slight hope at coming back because he's such a thumper that if you need like a specialist, a two down linebacker. Like, I wouldn't mind keeping him just for that, but he won't be playing outside of that because you just can't put him in base defenses because he just can't cover, unfortunately. But I give him a slight hope, but I think there's going to be some changes at linebacker with guys that are two-way players. You agree with that, right? Yeah, no, and then they have a lot of their backups are also are free agents, again, like they were last year, and they brought everybody back, like Duke Riley, Sam Megwavon. They brought back Brendan, Brendan Scar last year, and there's a fourth one. Roberts is the other one also they brought back. I, that's not happening this year. And I can't help but think but that Landon Roberts winds up in Minnesota with, with reunited with Flores, who I'm going to probably is installing his defense, is going to ta- tell the Vikings, you want that guy on your team. Uh, I actually thought Roberts played very well last year, but he is limited. He did. Yeah, no, he – Again, if I can put him in a two-down role, if I can keep him on short yardage and goal line and those kind of things, he'll be fantastic for you. But if you keep him on third and long, you know, that becomes a problem. Just like Ingram. I love him, you know, rushing the passer and those kind of things, but I don't want him out in the open field trying to cover somebody because it's just, unfortunately, it's not his strength. It's not his fault. No, my, my problem with Ingram my problem with Ingram is I didn't I – didn't, feel him at all like the last six weeks of the season. I know he had like maybe two sacks down the stretch, but to me he was very, very, right. very difficult to notice. Um the thing with him though last year he was it was three or four million. I mean that wasn't pricey for a guy who's been around for 12 years, but is it really that much of any personally I'd rather they re-sign Van Ginkle as an edge guy than bring back Ingram. Um but I think Van Ginkle might go out there and see is anybody going to sign me when talk to me about maybe giving me a shot, a real shot to play some defense as opposed to being mainly a special teams guy. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm a I'm a Van Ginkle guy. I wish he would have get more more time. I don't know, maybe maybe Fangio sees something in him uh that he can use him differently and and cuz he is a I think he can actually be a, a multi-use player. Uh I think he can be in coverage. I think he can help you in the run. I think he, he can he can rush the passer. I think he's pretty complete and and one of the things you can't teach that son of a bitch knows how to be around the ball, bro. 
Mm-hmm. He he has he has a knack for finding the ball, and that that's the kind of stuff that you know I don't think you you really can teach. Um, what's uh, what do you think is the next move? Because uh, this is going to be a, a a defensive oriented off season, don't you believe? I, I yeah, I would think so. But now now they put themselves in a position where a tight end. I mean, now the only guys on under contract for next year are Durham Smythe and Tanner Connor. So if nothing else, they I think they're five. going draft in that one. I, they I, might, unless they more, you need more than three. Uh, unless you get unless you get Hunter Henry from Cincinnati. That I think I mean Hayden Hurst, Hunter Henry. Plays. Hayden Hurst. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hayden Hurst. There aren't a lot in free agency that fit what what he likes to do, and so Hurst is one of the few guys. If you don't go Hurst, I think you're going in the draft for your tight end. Actually, I think that second or third round pick might be one of those tight ends. No, I, I definitely could see that. It could be the one of the topics being used on a tight end. But I also, again, they, they have two under contract. You know they're not going to camp without at least four. Right. Sometimes it's five. So they're, they're going to have to sign a guy. It could be that it's not, like you mentioned, the tight end class is not exactly riveting, especially with Evan Ingram off the market. The other big name is Gesicki, who we know is not coming back here. Um, no. And after Aiden Hurst, then there's a lot of maybe second-tier guys, and it could be one of those guys who could get signed. Um, I mean, Dalton Schultz is a big name, but I don't know if the Dolphins want to spend that kind of money uh, on a tight end. So, um, yeah, no, I, I would expect them to sign one or two in free agency, tier two kind of guys, um, and very well could address the position for maybe a more of a frontline guy with one of their first picks in the draft. Practice is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Right? Waddle, Waddle and Tyreek against, against Ramsey and X. I mean, you're always going to get a fun matchup with, with those guys going at each other. That's I, I, practice is going to be a madhouse. Okay, I mean the, right. the Dolphins and ego get if ego comes into play and they're like, no, you're not beating me, or yes, I'm beating you. Yeah, that could be that could be a lot of fun. Yeah. No, it's going to be this is going to be a lot of fun. Just practice alone. Forget the games. Obviously, the games are great, but for fans, you're going to want to just go to practice just to watch. Those two guys go against each other. And, by the way, this also helps Tua because he's got to beat two elite corners all the time, too. And that that that's going to make him – I mean, it's just everything's going to make everybody better. Waddle and, and Tyreek will make the corners better. The corners will make the receivers better. And then, obviously, Tua will be better because look at what he's throwing to and against. Holy shit. Yeah, that's the old – Really bland, boring cliche was that iron sharpens iron. Yeah, you practice against better players, you get you get better. And last year, I remember throughout training camp, is nobody could cover Hill, Hill and Waddle, and it was like, Jesus, is that how's that going to be? Is it because they're they're trying to help the offense create some chemistry and all that? And no, because then they practice against Tampa Bay, and still nobody could cover them in the regular season for the most part of the year. Still nobody could cover them. Um, now you got two guys. Obviously, you you have to you have to create a good balance between creating the competition, those good practices, and not overdoing it. You know, last thing you want is somebody getting hurt on the field. The last time we talked about this, you made a great case, and it made all the sense in the world on not picking up the fifth year option for Tua. I was obviously a fan of picking up the fifth year option because it's the cheaper option, and I personally, for me, I think he. He is focused on really 
taking care of himself this time around. And, and, uh, and, you know, I think he might actually be able to pull it off this year. And if he does, then you're going to have to pay him a boatload of money. So the fifth year option kind of works if that's how it turns out. But uh, that's another development that happened Friday in the afternoon after we were done, we had to come back and do a special show for that. Mm-hmm. Um, your thoughts on, on the dolphin decision of picking up the fifth year option. Yeah. Well, let me preface it by saying that that's because where everybody's allowed to change their mind. Not that I, not that I went full board all the way across to the, yes, they should have picked it up, but let's say my stance early in, in the off season was like, I don't see any reason to, and it moved closer to where you could see the argument both ways. I mean, it's cost control for the next couple of years. The flip side to that is again, I, I look at, let's say, if you look at the there's two extremes, risk. If there's look, risk now. In yours, there was no risk, right? I get it. There was going to be right. a risk either way because if 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 you didn't apply the fifth year option and he balls out and he stays healthy, plays 17 games, would you not be at a point at then that that's our guy for the long term? Right, right. And then it's financial risk. But what Correct. I'm talking about is the other risk is the one that you're cleared of, which Correct. is injury risk. By not picking it up, you're freed of that because if he does have an injury-riddled year, you are now free in fifth year to move on. So that's where the real risk was, the injury risk uh, overall. The other risk is financial. And in the end, you're talking about Stephen Ross. I'm sorry, Stephen. But you know, twenty million to him ain't shit. <laughs> no, but if that's the argument, then then you talk the difference between twenty three million for the fifth year option, or if he balls out, you put the franchise tag on him, which is like forty two million. That's twenty million. Also, it's the same right, kind right. of risk. So it's it, there's one risk one way or the other. Um, this is why, in the end, to me, I wouldn't have done it if he balls out. You either then you revisit it next offseason. If he balls out, plays 17 games, you revisit next offseason, it's either franchise tag or long-term deal. And then you had you buy yourself another year to make the long-term decision. Um, as opposed to exposing the 23 million off right. a year, off a year where you had two concussions. And and there's some people were like not valid or not that it was thrown out there that he's gonna retire. So I think they're two solid arguments. When you when yeah. you made it yeah. to me, you convinced me like, okay. I, I can't argue with the, you know, I can't say, oh, it's a terrible decision, you know, that kind of shit. I can say that about other things, but that, no, but, but I, but I like locking up the fifth year because I, I think he's that kid that's going to figure this shit out and going to say, okay, I got to play this way in order for me to survive. And well, I, and, hopefully, and, and hopefully he'll figure that out. Yeah. And I'm know? in the camp of like, no offense to all, to all martial arts people out there, but it ain't the jujitsu that's going to help him. It's making better decisions and knowing when to give up on a play. That's no, what, no, but, that's but the jujitsu, the jujitsu will help you if you don't know how to fall. You don't know how to sl- if you don't know how to slide. Well, you got to learn how to slide in baseball. So that's, you can, yeah, but you're not getting you. swung around by a 320 pound guy when you're sliding into second base. That's a different story, and that's that's the thing with the jujitsu. You, you're you're right, but let me explain something to you. As a guy that took judo. Okay, and as a guy, you know, I've fallen in my lifetime a couple of times. It's helped me break my fall because habitually I already have that in my mind, the way I fall to roll and break the fall. So it will help him. Will it help him in every scenario? 
No, it's not going to help you in every scenario because you don't have body control in every scenario, but it will help you just like that's what I was ma making the example. There are quarterbacks that just don't know how to slide. And hell, sometimes we're goofballs that they put themselves at risk that they're going to blow out their knees or ankles. That's how terrible they are. But you got to go learn. So that way you know how to learn how to slide and that'll help you. Same thing here. Not going to help you in every scenario, but I'm telling you, as a guy that took judo, it will help you at one point or another for falling purposes. It will. It does. And again, to me, I, I don't recall any of the instances where the three instances where he suffered head, where there was head contact with the turf, the Milano push, he just lost his balance and then, then went back. I, I don't know that. Actually, the Milano one where he went back, he learns how to roll. He might have broken. He might have broken that fall because he he got thrown with momentum and momentum. It, 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 in judo, it shows you to use the momentum to then roll. And that's the part that he didn't, that he, instead of falling back, he could have tried to roll over instead, and he did not. And so that's where he didn't break his fall. So it might have helped out a little bit in that one. The Green Bay one, it wasn't going to help him out. And, and the Cincinnati one either. He just got the – And the Cincinnati one wasn't going to help. The Cincinnati one where you got slammed, there's no help there. Uh, You're right. You're so right. I'll, I'll, give you that, I'll give you that point. To me, it still remains – way 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 more important that he learns the play is dead it's okay move on to the next play just chuck it i've been I've, that's i've been on that the entire time yes, about yes, that I've been on, uh, the whole clock thing 3.81 to 5.1 seconds all his major injuries are yep. from holding it too long you know and the other thing he's working on i don't know if you saw our interview with nick he's working on on quick bursts also to make him quicker in shorter in shorter areas where he has more burst and he can get separation so that's another thing that he's working on with him so it's not so much the jujitsu that he's working on on one end but with nick hicks he's also working on things to make him faster and quicker in short areas so that's you know uh something else in his repertoire that they're that they're working on too to kind of help him in in that sense to keep the plays alive and keep him alive a little bit more too. So that's the other thing. All right, what do you got going on in uh, Sports Illustrated so folks can check you out, my friend? Well, we're literally, I'm looking at why we're literally like nine minutes away from the start of the legal tampering things. I'm going to have more stuff on the Jalen Ramsey trade. Uh, I did a couple of free agency preview type of things, including um, – Reupping names to watch that who have connections with Mike McDaniel and Dick Fangio, because if you remember last year, Dolphins signed an awful lot of players with from San Francisco, um, and there are several Francisco players and Denver players. Uh, two of which are two most prominent is Mike McGlinchey, that's the right tackle from San Francisco, who may or may not be a great idea for the Dolphins as a guy to pursue. He made a great comment on his podcast last week or on a radio interview where he's saying. He has a pretty good idea where he's signing. Um, and then Draymond Jones is a defensive lineman from Denver who Vic Fangio drafted likes a lot. Uh, yeah. But he's a player and he's going to be pricey and he may be, may be too expensive for the Dolphins. Okay. There you go. So check it out. Uh, Alldolphins.com. Make sure you bookmark that and follow him on Twitter at Poopart NFL. Alan, as always, thank you, my friend. Appreciate you. You got it, partner. I'm sure we'll have a lot to discuss on uh, Thursday.
Yes, we will. I'm sure we will. Thank you, my brother. There you go. EJD Construction. We love talking about Eric. And I know Eric is happy watching Bitcoin climb. He's a crypto guy, too. 305-433-4843. Dade and Broward counties only. All right. But they do exceptional work. Uh, custom home construction, major home remodeling. Maybe you want to uh, create a, a whole new uh, man cave. Multiple TVs, some of them coming out of the roof, out of a wall, you know, custom home construction. They do it all. Maybe you want to build like an auditorium in your in your house, right? He he actually one of our listeners built one of those uh, home, movie home theater things where it has like different levels. It's pretty cool, by the way. I can't afford it, but he could. And Eric built it where it's like they've got captain's chairs all over. Right. And and it's at different levels. So it's like and then it's and, and then a big giant screen. That thing's like, I don't know, 120, 150 inches, 200. Uh, it's a giant ass screen. It's a big movie home theater that they built. And he built that whole auditorium for them. Man. And he got a room and completely converted into an auditorium. And that thing is badass. He custom home construction. I told you about the about the observation deck. You know what I mean? He does all kinds of crafty things. So whatever your mind thinks of, EJD Construction can make it come to life. Go to their Instagram page at EJD Construction. You can see a lot of their work there. 305-433-4843. That's 305-433-4843. You've been listening to the EJDConstruction.com Miami Dolphins Report with Sports Illustrated's Alan Poupart. For additions, home remodeling, and custom work, call Eric at 305-433-4843. EJDConstruction.com is your custom home builder and general contractor you can trust. 305-433-4843. All right, all right. Right, right, right. What do we got going on? Holding strong over 24,000. That's freaking amazing. Freaking amazing. Uh, let's see. Rogers News should drop in five minutes. I don't think so. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I think that that weirdo is... I could see him holding out a little bit more. He should have told them already before free agency. He said there's a deadline. How about Brandon Marshall trying to act like some kind of insider? What a what a clown. God. Anyway. Um Dolphin fans. You got to feel good about this team. You got to feel good about the direction that they're going in. Um, I think Chris Greer has done a marvelous job. Love Mike McDaniel. You know, he's got to tweak a little things on game day, but all, but he's got it all. Was able to get Vic Fangio in. Here's the best part about all of this. Players and coaches want to be here. Daryl Bevel had a chance to leave. Stayed. Here's Vic Fangio, a guy that could have taken several jobs. All kinds of people want Vic Fangio, and yet he came to Miami. 
And Jalen Ramsey said, no, 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 no. You're trading me there. That's where I want to play. I want to be with the Miami Dolphins. That's the other thing that's changed, folks. People are seeing that this is not a train wreck anymore. This is not the place where you're going to go to retire. Vic Fangio didn't come here to hang out and collect a check. Came here because he can win. Daryl Bevel knew he can stay here. He's got a good coach. He's got a really talented young quarterback that he can work with. And now you see Jalen Ramsey going, well, wait a minute, bro. They got Vic Fangio there. Mike McDaniel's got the kind of offense that goes in this in this league. I want to be there. And that's the that's the thing that's also changed. Instead of it being a retirement home, which is what basically it was for many years, nobody came here to win. And Damakon suit didn't come here to win. Mike Wallace didn't come here to win. All those guys that just took money, that's what they did. They just came here to take the money because Miami was the dumbest team out of all of them to offer them, whoever we're talking about, player A, B, 7, 10, 12. They were the dumbest team to offer them the most money. And that's why they came here, to collect a fat-ass check. Well, the tune has changed. Okay? Vic Fangio could get the money anywhere. He he came here. Money's the same for Vic Fangio. The the the, the uh, Walton family that that owns Walmart, they don't lack any money. Okay? They probably have more than Stephen Ross and they could easily pay him and he came here instead. And that's an established coach. This is a one-year coach. Daryl Bevel had opportunities and staying here. And I'm sure Jalen Ramsey had his choice, and he felt that this was the sexiest destination. And what that's done is also set the scene and the table for this free agent class coming up. You're going to see guys maybe take a little less to want to be here now because they see what's going on. They know, forget the haters and the idiots out there. They watch them and they said, those guys played Buffalo tough. If they were healthy, they would have won that game. And if they take a little deeper look and they look at how Miami played them in all three games, Miami should have won all three games against Buffalo this year. So that's what's also changed here, ladies and gentlemen. People want to be here. They're not coming just for a check. And that's been their cancer for a long, long time because they weren't a good team and they would be paying people just to be desperate to come here. That's it. Now you're going to have players desperate to come here because they're going to want to win. And that's kudos to Chris Greer and to Mike McDaniel who have completely changed the face of the team, the perception of the team. And instead of being looked at as an also ran and, you know, a, a scrub team that is desperate to give away any money so they can get somebody to come here. They got players lined up saying, no, no, I want to go there. Cause I want to win. I got, you got coaches that saying, 
I want to go there because I can win. Because Vic Fangio could have gone anywhere he wanted to. The money was going to be all the same wherever he went. Kudos to Greer and McDaniel. They have changed the perception of the Miami Dolphins. And that's why I think they're headed to bigger and better things. Our number three. Andy Barons joins us in our Sports Grill Miami Dolphins and NFL look around the league next. This podcast replay, it's brought to you by Nature B. Hey, it's Big O in a virus-filled world. Boost your immune system the way I have for 20 years. Two capsules a day, sustained energy all day long. Order at naturebee.com and use my code Big O for free shipping. Naturebee.com. Right, all right, all right. I wonder if we have anything to talk about today, Andy. Do we have anything? <laughs> uh, Big O, what, what timing? What amazing timing. Uh, free agency opens like as I come on. We'll, we'll see. Uh, we're still waiting to hear on Aaron Rodgers. We are no longer waiting to hear on what the Bears do with the number one overall pick. That was a thrill. Um, that's exciting. Boy, they, got, they, got, they got a shit ton, bro. Holy man, they got a haul. They got a haul. Um, that was amazing, right? Like DJ Moore was my target for the Bears, and I wasn't really sure that Carolina would would ever move him to any team. Um, I, I just they're think he's a wonderful. So desperate for a QB. I think he's. A, I think he's a wonderful player who's never had a quarterback. Didn't have a quarterback in college, right? Like you look at what he was dealing with his final his final season at Maryland, and it was just a rogues gallery that got worse throughout the season. Um, best quarterback, the maybe. Problem is, the, the problem is the other Tua, the other Tua had not gotten there yet. That's that. That was the issue right. there. Apparently. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, just a just a, an incredible haul for the Bears. I mean, DJ Moore and a pick would have seemed like a lot to me, and then DJ Moore and like multiple first rounders is just crazy. It is, it is a, it is winning the lottery. Um, uh, so my my team certainly has no excuse, and they've done at least one good thing. Well, well, two, two, because they decided to keep Justin, which right. Just, just thinking about moving him, it's like I want to choke you. Like you know, you you guys have had no quarterback in decades. Come on, the last time you had him is his name is McMahon, and his you, career was shortened by George Martin. I mean, Jesus. There's Christ. no reason you would know this, but the the Bears, um, the Bears' single season passing record is one of the most hilarious things. It's one of the most hilarious marks in sports. It's like. It's like 3,830 yards or something like that. Eric Kramer has it. It's not even close to 4,000. Like, we see, we see 10, 12 guys a year now top 4,000 yards. It's not, even a, it's not even a plateau. Like, it's not even worth talking about, right? The Bears have no. never had it. Bears, the Bears have been in existence for a century, Big O. They have never had a 4,000-yard pass or anything close no. to it. My best friend, unfortunately, no, no longer with us, was a monster Bears fan, and his misery was constant, you know, because of the lack of quarterback and all that. Uh, so, yeah, I, 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 I know it firsthand from uh, listening to him all the time. All right. Uh, your thoughts on on the move of Jalen Ramsey to the Miami Dolphins for a cup of tea? <laughs> yeah, it's um... – I, obviously, obviously, the price paid is just is just not significant. It is as I as I heard you say coming in, it is a sign that you know pl like players want to be here. I guess that's the the first thing. If I were a Dolphins fan, that's the first thing that I would really latch onto is is the idea that he has been hoping for a move to to the Dolphins. Right? That you are a, you are Vic a Fangio was going to go wherever he wanted. He was mm -hmm. going to get paid the same money wherever he wanted to go. It's not like the, the the people that own Walmart are struggling for money in Denver, okay? Right. 
You know what I'm saying? And he could have gone with Sean Payton back there with a different, you know, uh, people uh, running the front office and everything as Payton was running the show. So he, I know it was uncomfortable, but he could have gone back there or a couple of other places and he chose to go to Miami. So, and Daryl Bevel had a chance to be, you know, an offensive coordinator somewhere else and he chose to stay in Miami and coach Tua. So there are several examples already this offseason. That yeah, that that to me is is just the most encouraging thing that you are you remain a destination uh, for potential free agents and for for you know anybody who's trying to force a trade thing things like that. Um, that that is really exciting. Ramsey himself, I like you. Obviously, at his best, a great player. He's a little bit of like you know shutdown or touchdown. You know, uh, uh, he's got a little bit of that to his game. Um, we did. It's not like we've never seen him give up some big plays. Um, but I, you know, can he can he fit what Vic Fangio wants to do? I I certainly think so. He's still I don't know. Or there aren't there aren't fifteen cornerbacks in in my opinion who are better than Jalen Ramsey. So it's a it's a great addition. Um, it is one of the hardest positions to fill in the NFL. There are not. You know, there are simply not enough great corners to go around to 32 teams. Right. And and you got one. you got a potential difference maker. He's not, you know, he's not necessarily on the downside. Again, a little bit of a risk taker. Um, but I, it's it's just a wonderful addition that comes at a, a at a very at a very modest cost. You can you want to join us for practice? Uh, Ramsey and X versus Waddle and Tyreek. Oh, my gosh. A lot of fun, baby. A lot yeah, what of a fun. scene. I just can't wait for training camp. I just want to I just want to go to training camp every day to just watch those four go up against each other all the time. That's and and Tua also gets a really good workout because you're facing two of the best corners. Right. No, it's a great point. It's a great point. Yeah. You know? The um just for the just for the shit talking alone between like we're talking about some guys who will get in each other's faces, right? Like oh, Ramsey yeah. and, and Tyreek going going head to head. That that's gonna be super fun. And it's one of those like just iron sharpens iron situations too, as you say. And by the way, you know it's the funny part. Now you brought that up. I didn't even think about that. Ramsey and Tyreek talk a lot of shit. Yes, yes, they do. Yes, they Waddle do. Waddle and X are completely the polar opposites yeah no they don't talk shit they don't they're super quiet they're just playmakers they just play they don't x is not a guy that runs his mouth at all like he doesn't say much dude like he'll tell you two word answers in interviews you know what i'm saying ramsey will talk after he gets beat like ramsey is talking all game ramsey is ramsey is in your ear yeah that's what I'm saying, but it's funny that you just mentioned that. I did not realize that 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 two of the two two of them are as you know as talkative as it gets, and then the other two are you know complete introverts. Yeah, actually. we're we're gonna we're gonna see some incredible um, camp highlights uh, from yeah. from these battles. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. It's a it's an yeah. just an obviously great addition. Yeah. Um, your thoughts on the Dolphins picking up Tua Tungabailoa's fifth year option? Sure. Kind of a, kind of a no brainer. Um, you don't want to, you know, geez, you don't want to put yourself in the, in the giant situation with Daniel Jones, I suppose. Um, on the, on the open market, um, you you know, the only difference is if, if, if Tua balls out, he's worth the money. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, it's, you know, like it's a a bit of a value. I mean, I, I think everybody at this point sees what, what, 
quarterbacks are, are going for <laughs> with the with the cap where it is. Like well, I, try, gonna... I try to tell people, you know, years ago, and I'm talking about years ago now, because it was maybe seven years ago now at this point, or six years ago, uh, maybe seven, maybe eight. They gave Ryan Tannehill a $17 million right. contract. And we were all freaking out because that was the going rate at that time. And if you wanted to keep him and name him your franchise guy, which I was baffled, but whatever they had to, they had to pay him. So we're talking about a $22 million contract years later for a guy that's way better than Ryan anyway. So really, if you if you want to put it in yeah. perspective, it's really not a lot, actually. But we're, you know, like, look, look at what Geno Smith just got paid. Um, that, guy, that guy had been a punchline for a decade, right? Like it only takes, apparently it only takes one season to become like a 30 or $40 million quarterback. Um, I, w I will again raise the idea, and we've never seen a team fully implement it. I don't know if we ever will, but there has to be some merit to the idea that, um, you, you know, we're just always going to bring in new quarterbacks and we're never going to pay a guy $40 million, right? Like it's, it's such a significant percentage of your salary cap. Like the giants are giving Daniel Jones so much as a percentage of the cap and he's fun. Like he's, he's good. He's fun. I just, I just don't know at that level he's of quarterback. Right. Yeah. I mean, you've got to, in, in my, was, in my view, if, you, if were, you're going to take a rock and hard place, Andy, that's the thing. It wasn't just Daniel Jones. They were pressured because they were going to lose Saquon Barkley. And because if you tag Daniel Jones because you couldn't come to a deal with him, then you were going to lose Saquon Barkley. So it was almost like a, a forced deal with Daniel Jones so we can then tag Saquon Barkley because well, I'll just, I'll just say better we have the quarterback than give the running back a multi-year deal who has also been injury prone also. So it was kind of like they were pressured on wanting to keep both because they felt they needed both elements to move on with the offense. I hear that. It's just we're in an offseason in which there happen to be a number of competent quarterbacks who are available. Not, not. I'm not talking about Aaron Rodgers. I'm not talking about guys who are stars. I'm not even talking about Lamar. Derek Carr. But, I would have signed Derek this, Carr. Yes, just this yeah. Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo level of player. Like those guys are available to you, and and you don't like. Okay, maybe it's different with Derek Carr, but you don't necessarily have to go forty million dollars on them, right? You don't necessarily have to throw this much money and this this greatest slice of the salary cap at them. And there's a whole bunch of running backs available too. And it's a good, it's a good rookie class for running backs. I think people have already wrapped their head around the idea that with, with rare exceptions, we probably don't want to go to the second contract on a whole bunch of running backs, unless it's a team friendly deal. And I, I, I can make the same case at quarterback, right? Like I don't want to lock up that kind of percentage of my cap on a quarterback who I think is merely, you know, I, I, like, I think he's top 20, but I, do I put him in the, in the class of player that's, you know, top five in the league? I can win a Super Bowl with that guy. I don't, I don't know if he's there for me. No, I'm, I'm with you there. That's, I said it a couple of weeks ago that if I'm the Giants, I'm trying to sign Derek Carr instead of Daniel Jones. You know, I'd rather give him that contract that you gave Daniel Jones. I'd rather give it to, to Derek Carr instead. I'll take my chances instead with Derek. I, I like what I actually think you can win with Derek Carr. I really do. I think yeah. if you got well, it's good happened. Team. We've seen it. Like we're just a year removed from the Raiders um having a chance to beat the team that eventually went to the Super Bowl 
like in the wild card round, like they they had a play um, to to force an overtime against the Bengals just a couple of years ago, and Carr had a fantastic season that we've all forgotten about. But um, yeah, like he's he's you're, he's good enough to win playoff games. That can happen. Yeah, I'm with you, Rogers. Where does he end up? I I mean it it, it would just it would just be so weird if he goes back to the Packers at this point. I mean they, oh, they like God. you know this is this is multiple off seasons now where we've gone through this drama. By the way, I liked it more when when there was an actual like television game show involved in the free agency battle for Aaron Rodgers. That is. That will always be one of my favorite NFL storylines. Um, I, I think it's the Jets. The Jets are a, an excellent landing spot. Again, we talked about this last week. I just think it's I think it's weird for him to to follow the Brett Favre path this closely. Um, but um, it's it's a great landing spot. And uh, as we also mentioned before, I just think the world of Garrett Wilson. And I was I severely underrated him coming into the draft. He was he was phenomenal, absolute revelation. He was. Um, he was open so often on routes where they didn't hit him last year too. Like there's, there's whole new levels to unlock in Garrett Wilson. I think he can be a top five receiver in, in his best years in the NFL, like for fantasy purposes. So um, for, for his sake alone, I, I think it would be really fun for Aaron Rodgers to go to the jets. I, I have to view that as the best possible destination for him among the, you know, among the likely candidates to make a move for Aaron Rodgers. So I hope it just wraps up soon. I hope it wraps up while we're talking about this because Rodgers dragging that thing on for days and days is just going to be an unnecessary distraction. Yeah. And, and at one point or another, if you're, if you're the jets, you have to, you have to move on and you need to go find somebody else. You can't keep hanging on. There's already a report that the Raiders and the Texans are going after Garoppolo, and then the Jets yeah. also could go after Garoppolo if they don't hear from Aaron Rodgers. That, that's just and, the thing. This isn't like NBA free agency where like KD or LeBron has to make up their mind and everything freezes until they do. This is like all the other teams that are not in on Aaron Rodgers are moving on, and the, the game of musical chairs is going to get played out, and then you're still waiting on a guy who might decide not to come to your franchise. You can't do it. You've got to you've got to pull the trigger on another guy. If, if Aaron Rodgers thinks that he can just take a week. Yeah, I'm with you there. All right. What are you working on over at sports grill? So folks can check you out. My friend, my goodness, we have so much fantasy baseball going on at Yahoo right now, but also, um, but, but also we've got, uh, you, you know, we're keeping the, the football pod going. So we've got the Yahoo fantasy football forecast hosted by Matt Harmon featuring all of us at various points. And we're going to be doing multiple episodes focusing on free agency. So there's a lot of football content out there for you. All right. And follow him on Twitter at Andy Barons. Andy, as always, thank you for joining us, my man. Appreciate you immensely. Appreciate you, Bigo. Thanks. Got it. There you go. The great Andy Barons getting it done, just like Sports Grill gets it done also. Uh, every Wednesday, by the way, you can join them at 7 o'clock at their South Miami location. They've got trivia night going on uh, there at Sports Grill. And if you haven't been to that one, that one's at 1559 Sunset Drive. Beautiful Sports Grill there. They got all kinds. Remember that you can now take home your uh, sauces, your Sports Grill sauces. You can do that, too. It's a beautiful thing. So check it out. Uh, If you like the Dale sauce, you like the Miami Heat, They've got them, and you can take them home with you. And and bring me some special grilled wings, too, while you're at it, because it's a beautiful thing. Uh, by the way, um, the uh, sports grill was given out $100 uh, during March Madness. 
So you can also uh, get in on it, and uh, you might be able to win yourself some money. They got some some different games going on at Sports Grill, and they also have all kinds of different um, specials going on throughout the week. So you could take advantage. Check out the locations. They've got eight great locations. Go to sportsgrill.com. Today is the $7 single smash burger. Uh, Tuesdays, it's $2 tacos, chicken, beef, or fish. And on Wednesdays, the kids eat free with the purchase of an adult entree. Sportsgrill.com. Check it out, baby. That's your Sports Grill Miami Dolphins and NFL report. This has been the SportsGrill.com Dolphins and NFL Draft Report with Yahoo Sports' Andy Barons. Cheer on your favorite South Florida sports team at SportsGrill.com. With eight great locations, go to SportsGrill.com and find a slice of sports heaven. All right, all right, all right. Uh, George Bangi uh, sends me a tweet from Bitcoin Magazine. It says, the IMF has warned G20 that widespread Bitcoin and crypto use could cause banks to lose deposits. No shit. No shit. Maybe if you guys stop mishandling all our money, you wouldn't have to go through this. That's all I can say. Bitcoin holding strong, baby, at 24,000. Adam Schefter reporting. Austin Eckler is requesting requesting permission to speak with other teams about a, a potential trade after preliminary talks with the team aimed at a contract extension did not progress, his agent Cameron Weiss told ESPN. The Chargers? Cheap? Good luck, Justin Herbert. What you got, Sean? You got something for me? What you finna to have? Is that what you were going to say? Is that it there? Okay. All right. Good stuff. I think we have some super chats that came in. I have not seen them. Here we go. Uh, Knight, uh, could you ask if this brings up Miami Super Bowl odds? Well, I'm sure it did a little bit. Let's wait till everything is uh, is is done. Uh, Hunter Butler says you resign X if he has ten interception kind of year or nay. Hunter, he's already under contract. It's you're getting out of the contract if he doesn't have a good year. If he has a good year, you can decide to keep him or you can move on if you still think that it's not worth it. But you'll move. You'll you'll get it done one way or another. Uh, if our DBs can hold coverage for an extra half second, think about how much that helps the pass rush. And if the pass rush can get there a half a second early, uh, what can that do for the secondary? Listen, Jason, the problem was last year, everybody was injured. Brandon went out eventually with an injury. You never saw Byron Jones. Nick Needham went down. Troy Williams went down. And then X was, I don't know what the hell was wrong with X. But there's no, there's no way X was healthy last year. No freaking way. I haven't heard about a surgery or anything. They haven't reported anything. Maybe he had something and we won't find out about it. I don't know. I have no idea. You know, this kind of stuff, they, who knows? But what I will tell you is he wasn't himself. And you know that and I know that. So if he can get back to being himself, that'll be enormous Tyreek Hill 
won a 60 meters race at the USA TF Masters Indoor Championships. He ran a 60 meter race in 6.7 seconds and he blew away the, the competition. You know, when I first saw it on Twitter, I thought he was just racing a couple dudes. And then I find out this is like a legitimate race with like people that are like real track stars and all that. And he is running those fools off the field by miles. Wow. That was impressive, dude. I can't show you the replay because I'm sure they're going to tag us if we do that. But I will give uh, Tyreek uh, some love. He he was having fun on Twitter about practice. Practice going to be crazy now, he puts on Twitter. <laughs> with uh, with uh, Jalen signing here. It's pretty cool. Got to love it. Tyreek kills a trip, man. He's a fun dude. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hill and Waddle versus Exton Ramsey. That, I mean, you're going to be dying to go to practice. We're talking about practice. Let, let's talk about practice. Practice is going to be fun as hell. The whatever it is, 12, 13, 14 practices that they have open to the public. I don't know how many it is. It's not a ton. You're going to want to go as many times as you possibly can. We get to watch Tua sling the ball. We get to watch Waddle and Tyreek do their thing. And then we watch Jalen and X challenging those guys. I, 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 I can't wait. That's just going to be fun. There's nothing monotonous about that. I mean, the Dolphins can charge for practice this year, and people will pay for it. And they should, by the way. They should charge a dollar for practice, right? One, that'll force people to run it up here because they just paid even just for a dollar in their minds. Well, I paid. I'm going to go. And they won't skip. And then that dollar goes to charity. I think that's what the, the Dolphins should do. They don't get any of the money. Just send it to one of their charities. And I think people will will give up the dollar with no problem to go to practice. That'll be a lot of fun, dude. It's going to be awesome. I got to tell you. To, to the, the, I, I think the, um, the attack on the computers to get the those passes, woo, doggy. When they, the, the second they open that thing up, it is going to sell out so quick. This is going to be one of the most heavily attended practices ever ever because this is your chance to go you're not seeing them during the preseason much and 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 during the regular season you'll never get to see ramsey and x against hill and waddle the only time you get to see two of the best receivers in the league and two of the best corners in the league going up against each other is right here in practice uh, in for the miami dolphins so you got to go to Miami Gardens so you can watch two of the best receivers and two of the best corners in the NFL go against each other every day in practice. Must see TV, must be at practice. Awesome. Awesome. So cool.
we're gonna we're gonna talk about a fun practice. What else do we have going on uh, locally? Uh, Magic beat Orlando. I mean, Orlando beat uh, Miami 126-114 in overtime on Saturday. Jimmy Butler, God bless him, played his ass off like he always does. Hit a hell of a shot, a three-pointer that he normally doesn't hit more often than not. But in clutch moments, he has a tendency of at least having a slightly higher percentage, I think, in in those moments. 38 points, five rebounds, two assists, a steal. The big shot to send it into overtime, but no gas in the tank. Bam, I don't know what's happened to him. 14 points, seven rebounds, three assists. Not good enough. Gabe sucked from three-point range. Hero sucked from three-point range. Lowry did hit three of six from three-point range, 12 points, but he did have four assists and three turnovers in 36 minutes. So they're probably preparing him to start soon. Tonight they take on the Jazz, and the Heat are favored by seven and a half. The over and under is 228. You know what I tell you about this? The Heat cannot give that many points to anybody. I would take the Jazz plus seven and a half here, you know. I, uh, I'm not a, I'm not a financial advisor, you know, but if I was investing, I would be investing in the jazz plus seven and a half. That's just me. It's just me. Jazz have won their last two games against Orlando and Charlotte on the road, both games, games that Miami loses all the time. So take it as take it however you want. But I would not trust the Heat giving seven and a half to anybody in the NBA. They're not good enough to give anybody seven and a half points. So I would go the opposite way. That's just me. The Panthers, they lose to the Jets five to four. Bob has 22 saves, but gives up five goals. Kachuk, as always, two goals and an assist. Barkov, two assists. They're all the way off till Thursday, dude. And they take on Montreal. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like, I normally hate waiting that long for a basketball or a hockey game, but they've been so disappointing. It's hard. I don't even know if they're going to make the playoffs. It just doesn't look good right now. I mean, it's not like they're totally out of it, but Jesus Christ, man. And then Inter-Miami, a really frustrating game on Saturday. Saturday was not good. Canes lose. My Heat lose. Panthers lose, and then Inter-Miami lost to NYCFC on an own goal, dude. Now, the bright side, like I said earlier, the defense has not given up an offensive score so far this season. That is good. Now, their offense couldn't get it going in this game and couldn't get it done. The Gregory injury, damn. I hope that doesn't hurt the defense too badly. But that's a... That's a... It's a tough one right there. Big O X was nursing a knee and growing most of the season. So, yeah, he was off. I know that, but, you know, just whatever it was, whether it was the growing or grow ins, because it might have been two of them. Uh, this is just general NFL question by, by why are so many teams interested in paying Odell Beckham $20 million a year? He has a bag of injuries. I don't know that a lot of teams are ready to pay him $20 million a year, Ray. I'm not sure about that. I don't know how many there are, but if there are uh, a few, they're really stupid to pay Odell. But I, 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 God, I would think it's kind of stupid to do that, you know? 
what else do we have going on remember you can always reach out to us on twitter that's at big o show we do have a poll question out go to our twitter page at big o show it says you know the miami dolphins need a badass inside linebacker what should chris greer do to fill that need for fins up levanta david tremaine edwards bobby wagner Phil need in draft right now bobby wagner is winning with 45 percent of the votes so if you want to vote go to our twitter page at big o show and vote all right got that going on Janu smith has been traded to the falcons from new england so the former fiu stud is now a falcon he must be so excited about being a falcon right now maybe they'll bring back marcus mariota yeah 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 so there you go what else do we have going on in the world of sports any other breaking news? Let me see if we got any breaking news in the NFL. TJ Edwards agrees to a deal with the Bears. Jonathan Jones uh, re-signs with Patriots. Uh, Chris Lindstrom agrees to a five-year extension with the Falcons. The Broncos won't tender Brett Ripien. Seahawks plan to release Shelby Harris. Saints free up cap space by reworking Cam Jordan's contract. Chargers won't tender restricted free agent Donald Parham. So those are some of the notes that have come in in the NFL. Oh, do you think that the bowl cut Ronald McDonald with the Raiders will go all in for Rodgers, or was this a darkness retreat and Rodgers isn't going anywhere. Now, I think Rodgers ends up in New York. I think he ends up with the Jets. He's definitely not going to the Raiders. The Raiders said they weren't going in the Rodgers direction. They're going to go for a lesser quarterback like a Garoppolo. They're not going to spend money on, on Rodgers. So they'll try to get a Garoppolo is what they're going to try to get. Polly King says, breaking news. First move of free agency for the Miami Dolphins is bringing back a familiar face. The Dolphins are signing Jesse Davis to a one-year, $2.5 million guaranteed deal. Just want to see the shock on their faces. <laughs> Can you imagine if they brought back Jesse Davis? Yeah, that would be pretty, uh, pretty ridiculous. What else do we have? Oh, do-do-do-do. Okay. Um, TJ Edwards traded to the Bears. Yes. Big O, not sure if you addressed this uh, past the past few days. I know Tyreek is freakish fast, but the white guy in lane one seemed really slow. Was he a media guy? I have to go back and look at it and see how slow he was. I was just focused on Tyreek winning by so much, so I I, I apologize. I got to look at that, my brother. I got to notice it. But that sounds funny. Maybe he pulled up lame and, and he got, you know, 
tweak something. Who knows? Big O, are we booking the Airbnb in Vegas? Fins up. Uh, well, I'm booking one in, in Akron, not Vegas. Why am I going to Vegas? What's Vegas? What, what am I missing? What's in Vegas? Is that, oh, the Super Bowl. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. For sure. That's a good idea. I better get an Airbnb in Vegas. Again. I mean, I can get out of it like I did for the Arizona one. But you just gave me an idea. Yes, I got I to gotta lock in an Airbnb uh, shortly in Vegas. Got to get ahead of this. Just in case. I'm with you there. Okay. Big old Austin Eckler's asking for a trade. Be a guy you'd be interested. No, no, no. Uh, Big old, in case you haven't mentioned it, RIP Bug Grant, great head coach in the CFL and the NFL, and Otis Taylor, great wide receiver for KC. They both passed away today? Didn't know that. Um, it's funny that all the playmakers want to come to Miami to play on the same team with Tua. However, you guys like Austin Eckler wanting to leave Sunshine in L.A. Uh, Levanta David wants to play for the Dolphins, doesn't want to leave Florida. Yeah. Well, that's not a bad. That's not a bad player to get. Uh, I, I I'd take Wagner a hair above uh, Levante. Levanta, but if you want to get Levanta David, then I'm good with that too. I got no problem getting either one of those guys. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens have released Calais Campbell. All right. So there you have it. Calais Campbell has been released, former UM star and longtime NFL player. I remember, I remember Calais falling in the draft, and uh, then he proved that he was one hell of a player. Oh, Bud Grant the other day. Okay. Uh, we can re-sign Mostert and Wilson for right around what Eckler makes. Yes, probably. I agree. Draft a tight end. Does Gronk have anything left in the tank? Uh, this might, this might be where he, you know what, what will happen, right? Gronk signs here and then guess what happens next? Then starts Josina Anderson with, well, Gronk signed here because the Dolphins eventually will sign Tom Brady and they'll reunite both Tom Brady and Gronk again. They're going to bench, uh, Tua Tunga Vailoa. You know, that's the kind of stuff that Josina Anderson will report. Okay. I I can I can guarantee you that pretty much. What else do we have going on in the world of uh, sports to talk about? Oh, by the way, and I, I maybe I'm, a, I'm I'm I don't think I'm getting ahead of myself, but I think it's more about. The results, and I think eventually we're going to see the results this year. If 
if the breaks go their way and they don't get, you know, nailed with all kinds of injuries or terrible calls, like, you know, getting Teddy out of the game against the Jets when he really wasn't concussed, those kind of things. I understand that that's probably where the, 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 the crux of the problem is. But Chris Greer deserves his his love, man. Chris Greer deserves a lot of credit. He has, I think, kind of turned things around for Miami and given us hope, whereas this is, this is a franchise that never had any hope. And I think that's what's changed, that there is hope. And I know last year, a lot more people would have been on the Chris Greer bandwagon if there was less injuries and guys came through. And I think this is the year where, you know, if you finally get some breaks here, it'll prove that what Chris Greer and Marvin Allen and Reggie McKenzie and these guys in the front office and the scouts, they have built one hell of a team. And I think they're going to do a great. I told you that I was excited about this offseason because they'll bring back who they need and then they're going to add some some sauce to it to make it even better. And I know that once the results come in, then I think ultimately Chris Greer will get his love. You know, I had some people reach out to me and say, oh, man, Chris Greer is a hell of a GM. What a move with Jalen Ramsey and all that. And at the moment, you know, you're kind of a prisoner of the moment. But if you really look at the overall track record of since he's really taken over the last couple of years, not with. Adam Gase and 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 Tannenbaum in the way he he wasn't really completely in control. Now the last couple of years he's been in, completely in control, and I think that the results this year will then get him the love and the support that he sh- he should have from the fan base, and that narrative that's always been out there from for some people. Well, the Dolphins have been terrible, and he's been a part of it. And that's actually not true whatsoever. While he's been here, nobody was taking his advice. Okay, now what he's doing, and you can tell they're already a better team because of it. Because of everything he's doing, they're already a better team. They're better at drafting. They're better at trading. They got the best quarterback they've had since Marino, and they easily have the best offensive mind since the days of Don Shula. It's just a matter of time, but Chris Greer deserves a lot of credit for what he's doing and what he's creating here. The results need to catch up, and hopefully that this is the season where those results catch up and it, and it puts him in the kind of light that he deserves to be in. That's my two cents. Okay. Big O, would you agree that if Flo was here, none of these – oh, God, please. This team wouldn't even look like the way it looks right now. Wouldn't even come close. Eyebrow, king of the NFL, Jason Kelsey's coming back for one more season. The one thing Greer has struggled with is drafting O-line. Other than that, he has had a lots of hits on the draft and trades. Well, it depends. Now, let's find out what happens finally with Jackson and Eichenberg. He hit on Hunt, okay? They found Robert Jones, which helped out this year. You got to admit, Robert Jones helped out. So we'll find out now with the other two guys and see if if he if they can hit on either Eichenberg or 
Jackson, one of the two, then that kind of brings it out a little bit more balanced out. They found Brandon Shell in the middle of the season. And he did a really good job. Okay. Connor Williams has been a good signing and Toronto Armstead lasted most of the season, missed a couple games, but was able to play in the, in the playoff game. So I, I get what you're saying, but it's, you can say that, that the drafting hasn't been good so far. You're right because it's only hunt, but then you make up for it by finding a Robert Jones and you find a Brandon shell that there has to be something there for that. You know what I'm saying? All right. You can miss on Igbenogamy, right? That sucks. But you find Nick Needham and Cater Kohu, right? And maybe even Trill Williams. We'll find out. Trill was showing us something last year. We'll see what he does now when he comes back. But you see what I'm saying? Sometimes you can miss here, but you got to make up for it over there somewhere. And that's that's the way I would look at it. And they kind of have made up for some of that stuff on the offensive line. Drafting has not been great. But then again, you're hitting on all kinds of other picks. So you're going to miss on some, and some of them have been on the offensive line. But you're hitting on a whole bunch of other ones, too. It kind of balances out. We need to send Chris Greer on a little vacation to Hawaii. Hawaii is a great place to vacation. Plus, two is connected so he can help out his guy there. Pigo, do you think Miami needs a big body receiver or do we already have it on the roster already? Um, no, I think your big body receiver is going to be your tight end. And I think the, the big body is Cedric, but I think they'll end up trying to trade him for some kind of middling pick. Fourth, fifth, sixth rounder. Something like that. Uh, what do you think uh, the reasoning was in keeping the special teams coach? I have no idea. Maybe they felt that the struggles weren't his fault, that they used his players on defense and offense. So they're, by, by the time they had to play special teams, they were worn out, or the backups that filled in for them weren't good enough, or the fact that he doesn't have a returner. Maybe that's what they think that they didn't give him all the tools they need, he needed in order to succeed. So hopefully this year he will have the tools he needs to succeed and they can measure him a little better. There, that's my stab. Not sure if I'm right. Probably wrong, but, you know. Uh, Josh, they better use Ezukama this year. He can't go two years in a row without doing anything. So I would imagine they're going to use him this year. And he's a big body receiver. And this coaching staff drafted him. So I know the, the front office drafted him, but they, I'm sure they ran it by the coaching staff and the receiver and the coach to make sure that it's the guy they like. So clearly they liked him. Three. Eric should see more time on the field if we get rid of Cedric. Yes. I completely agree with that. So where is Bitcoin right now, huh? That is, that is the question. Where is the Bitcoin right now? It's still over 24,000, up 17%. 24,129. 
It's freaking amazing. If it goes over 25, the feds would have actually strengthened Bitcoin and crypto. That's that's pretty nutty. Uh, let me check one more thing here. Let's see. Okay, make sure. Remember, you can make a donation through Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show. And you can donate a little Bitcoin. You know, we love it. We love a little Bitcoin donation. Uh, let's see. What hurts is that we traded up for Eichenberg and could have stood Pat and gotten Creed Humphrey. Uh, Holt, you know, it's a whole... That kind of stuff is is just loser talk. That's all. They have their center. They got Connor Williams. And they made a whole bunch of other really good picks. And they've gotten players off of street free agency too, undrafted players. So they've made all kind. Every pick can't be great, bro. You know? Can't be great. You hit on Holland and you hit on Fitzpatrick and you hit on Waddle and you hit on Jalen Phillips. I believe you hit on Tua. You know, you you hit on Hunt. You, you, You hit on a whole bunch of other guys. You can't hit on everything, man. You know, it's just, it's ridiculous. Overall, they draft better than they ever have. Better than the last part, last part of the Shula years. T- to be quite honest, better than Jimmy Johnson, better than every other general manager you've had here. You have to go back to the seventies to find better drafting than what they're doing now. So to complain at this point is ridiculous. This is the most complete team you've had in decades. You may have had a better offense. At one point, you may have had a better defense. But team balance, offense, and defense, it's not even close. So stop with all this shit. We could have had this. We could have had that. You're way ahead of the game right now. You're hitting on people constantly now. You're finding you're, – you're, you're making trades that are just thievery at times. You know, it's just, it's ridiculous. Oh, we could have had this, we could have had that. Yeah, no, let's just hit on every pick because every other team in the NFL hits on all their picks. Just gets to a point. It's like, it's like the, it's like the dumbass yesterday that told me, well, you know, oh, we need another quarterback because if Tua gets hurt, then it's all over. It's all over 99% of the time whenever your, your starting quarterback goes down. Once in a blue moon, Jeff Hostetler comes off the bench. Tom Brady comes off the bench. You know, once in a blue moon, your Nick Foles keeps it, you know, gets lucky cuz Nick Foles ain't shit. Nick Foles just got hot. And he never he never justified into being a good quarterback. Trent Dilfer made enough throws, never justified to be a good quarterback. You know what I mean? This gets to the point sometimes where you know, sometimes it's just ridiculous. And they've done this. This is the best front office 
you have ever had since the 70s. Are we clear on that? Are we crystal clear on that? Okay? This smokes anything that Shula did in the 80s and the 90s. This beats and crushes anything Jimmy Johnson did. Okay? Jimmy could only draft defense. He didn't do jack shit anywhere else. He was terrible on offense. Absolutely. He was a joke on offense. He was embarrassing and pathetic on offense. And I don't even want to get into everybody else. So trust me on this. You got the best front office you've had since the 70s. You have the most complete team you've had since the 70s. Marino wishes he had this team. Okay? Marino. Uh, Big O, do you think Raekwon Davis fits our system? Bro, forget about fit. Can Raekwon Davis be consistent? Raekwon Davis has not lived up to his draft grade. Got all the talent in the world, and all the guy could ever do is flash every once in a while. He does not ball out like Sealer, like Wilkins. He just does not. Jalen Phillips played his ass off last year. He was awesome. Jalen Phillips will have, mark my words, 10-plus sacks this year. But Raekwon, we're coming up to the contract year. Guess what's going to happen? I've seen it a hundred times. He needs a contract. He's going to play like a madman this year. And then you're going to go at the end of the year. Do we trust him? Because he was really inconsistent, flashed every once in a while, but never really was any kind of consistent player. Now this year he developed consistency because he needs a contract. Do we give it to him? That's the bitch of what's going to go on with Raekwon Davis this year if he balls out. But he'll be motivated because he's he needs a deal. Uh, big old people think Earl Morrill grows. Well, Earl Morrill was a stud starter in the NFL. And then Shula got him as a back. As I've said many times, until, until Tua, until Tua, I've said this many times over. Listen to me now. Don Shula's backups are better than all of the starters you've had since Marino. Are you listening to me here? Earl Morrill and Don Strock are better than all of your starters after Marino till we got to Tua. How do you like them apples? That's how screwed up it was back in the day. And that's how screwed up it is now. That Shula's backup quarterbacks are better than all the starters we've seen here since Marino. Except for Tua. Tua's better than those guys, but that's bad, dude. That's bad. Uh, Davis is missing high compression ratio piston in his big block running on four cylinders with a V8. He is on eco mode. 
Um, whatever it is, he better get off of it. He better be a maniac mode. Scott Seacules. Yeah, baby. Yeah, Jaworski. No, we didn't have a, a, a Polish rifle in his hey. prime in our day. And by the way, that was that was in Shula's time. DeBerg and and even those backups, I could argue. God. Even those backups, we could argue, are better than some of the guys we've had. Most of the guys we've had here since. Raekwon is one big man, but who is the biggest player you have ever seen with the Finns? I mean, Daryl Gardner. The problem with Daryl Gardner was he wasn't the thick guy. But Jesus Christ, he was tall and he was built, but like size. Um, oh, what's the name of this mean dude? Offensive lineman. God, he was a big effer. He was so big, the numbers on his chest looked tiny. Like those numbers on those jerseys that look nice and big on you and me. They looked like really small. It was, they brought him over, I believe, from Tennessee. I, uh, he liked wrestling. And Jimmy Johnson brought him over. I'm brain farting right now. I, I'm seeing his face. Um, no, no, no. Bigger. He was bigger than Steve Eppman. Bigger than Steve Eppman. Um, Kevin Donnelly, you son of a bitch, perfect you. Thank you. Kevin Donnelly, holy shit, that guy was big. He was so big, the letters looked tiny on his chest, bro. Super tiny. Like, I thought it was, it was like, okay, no, he's wearing a smaller shirt, right? He's scratch. No, 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 no. This guy's a mammoth human being. Kevin Donnelly. That's the dude. Kevin Donnelly. Jesus Christ, that man was big. Wow. Like, wide. Super wide. Yeah. Kevin Donnelly. Let me see. Let me see if there's any pictures of Kevin Donnelly in a Dolphins uniform. He would practice, and I, I would laugh because it was just one of those things. Well, it's not coming up. I wonder if I'm spelling Donnelly right. Here's one. I don't know if the picture does him justice. Let me see. I can only show you one right now that they have. It's like eBay or something. It's an 8x10 unsigned for $5. God, you know how much shit I have that I can sell? That's just kind of crap. Um, media credentials, media books. Here's one picture of him. 
And, you know, it's again, it doesn't do it justice overall. But I'm telling you, that was a big son of a bitch. Jesus Christ, he was huge. He was not a guy that I would mess with. That's all I can tell you. I mean, I'm not going to mess with most football players, but Kevin Donnelly could just literally crush your ass. You know, Keith Trailer was big. He was big, but the, the, Keith Trailer's story is the most amazing story in the history of mankind. The dude came into the league as a safety, a safety, a big ass safety. Who then, you know, Dinky Doggy grew and grew, and he's no longer Dinky Doggy anymore. And, you know, he kept eating, and uh, we got to make a linebacker. And then he kept eating, and we got to make a defensive end. And then he kept eating, and we made a defensive tackle. <laughs> like, holy shit. And he was good at all of it. When he was a safety, he was awesome. When he was a linebacker, he was fantastic. When he was a defensive end, he was a badass. When he was a tackle, he's a badass. I mean, Keith Trailer was special, dude. Special. Okay? That's the, but that, that's a story. You start at safety, you end at defensive tackle. My God. Anyway. Uh, Marino looks like it, his son is in that pick. Yeah. Uh, you could take Waddle uh, if you could catch him. I don't know what that means. Miami knows they have their QB, and by knowing that they can now go after these big-time players and pay, very smart. And Jalen Ramsey must believe in Tua. You know? That's the other thing, right? Miami is all in right now, and if uh, Davis had a great year, that would be wonderful for us. That is huge. Plus, for this defense, even if he's playing for a big contract, Davis, Jackson, Eichenberg, forget about, you know, Igmanogamy. But those three guys, let's hope that one or two of them come through. If they do, then it just makes it even better, all the drafting that you've done. It's like, you know. Donnelly looked at a menu and said, okay. <laughs> uh, you just said you wouldn't mess with most players, Big O. That is what it that is what it means. Yes, I, I wouldn't mess with most. Yeah. Uh oh, I say that if we still if we trade X, even if he has a good year, because Kohu's the future and we can trade X. Well, he needs to have a good year, Hunter. So, yes, as long as he has a good year, you can either keep him or decide to move him. Yes, sir, you could. Yes. No, Jesse Davis is not back with the Dolphins, right? That that was a joke from somebody. Okay, relax. Take it easy, okay? The Packers have been waiting. Uh, they've agreed to terms with all-pro returner uh, Keelan Nixon. On a one-year deal, max value of $6 million. Uh, the Broncos are giving guard Ken Powers a four-year $52 million deal. Okay. 
So deals are starting to come in now, ladies and gentlemen. This podcast replay is brought to you by Caneswear.com. For all your Canes, Dolphins, and Heat needs, visit them at 2511 South University Drive in Davie. Free shipping with online orders over $99. Go to Caneswear.com at Miami Fanware. That's the spot where South Florida fans shop. Over the weekend, by the way, uh, a defensive tackle signed and for those of you that are for those of you that are worried about the Christian Wilkins signing and over the weekend the Washington Commanders I'm so proud of myself uh they gave uh Deron or Deron I think it's Deron Deron Payne a 4 year 90 million dollar contract and some people are like oh the money the demands for Wilkins has gone up 60 million of the 90 million is guaranteed. So basically it's like a three-year 60 million dollar deal. So you're basically paying him 20 million a year. And that's about what Wilkins is going to get, ladies and gentlemen. And Wilkins had 98 tackles to Payne's 64. Wilkins had three and a half sacks to Payne's 11 and a half sacks. So Deron Payne is a different kind of defensive tackle. He's a pass-rushing defensive tackle. That's not really what Wilkins is, okay? Five pass deflections for Deron Payne, six of them for Wilkins, one fumble recovery for Wilkins, one also for Deron Payne. But the 11 and a half sacks, that increases your value immensely. Now, Wilkins has more tackles, okay? has one more pass deflection. So he helps in other areas too. But I still think his money is going to be right around the same. A four-year, $90 million deal, somewhere in that area, maybe $100 million, But And the guarantees will be right around there, 50 to 70. Not much of a difference. So it really doesn't put, for those of you that thought that the Duran Payne deal is going to put any extra um weight on on that contract or make it harder it doesn't really make it harder because there are some you know gives and takes from what Payne does and what Wilkins does so you got to kind of separate the two you know what i mean because it let's be honest now we all love Christian Wilkins he's awesome but it's a little bit more valuable to have a defensive tackle that can get you 11 and a half sacks that's freaking awesome okay I mean, that means that man is penetrating, okay? There's more penetration going on with Deron Payne than with Debbie doing Dallas. Just saying. Uh, or a Kim Kardashian. Actually, there's more penetration with Kim Kardashian. Uh, Big O, what are your expectations for Tyndall this year? A lot of opportunities. He better show up year two. You got you got to do something, my brother. So we'll find out. Uh, waiting for Wilkins to pull out the guitar leg celebration uh, again. It's coming. Wilkins is a tackling machine, and Miami has their edge rushers. That being said, what do you think about keeping Emmanuel Ogba? You, there's no decision there. They can't let him go, bro. Uh, they just signed him last year to a three-year contract. 
that they would be cap crippling next year. They have an out. Okay. So he's here to stay for a year. They, unless they can trade him, but they're not cutting him. And I don't even think they're going to trade him because that would accelerate the cap hit. He'll be here a year, another year. And then I think they make the move and take, you know, some kind of a cap. hit. he might be like, like Byron Jones, like a June release where they can separate the cap hit into two seasons. They might do something like that. But um, Emmanuel Agba, there's no decision to be made. He'll be here. I don't believe he's going anywhere. I'd be absolutely shocked if he's not here. So that I think that decision has already been done. So Seathan Carter, Hunter Long, and Gesicki most likely leaving the tight end room will look different this year. Yeah, of course. Different, different system. You start changing things. And that's how it happens in, in all walks of life. Somebody takes over in, uh, uh, the supermarket that's in place. Well, guess what? The way you do inventory may change. The way you do payroll may change. The way you hire may change. The people you hire may change. You're going to change people that are currently hired. You're going to bring in new people. That's just the way things happen. So if you bring in a new system, offense, defense, some players will fit. Some players won't fit. And the 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 tight end that cannot block is not going to fit here. It, Mike McDaniel will not play you. He, he proved that over and over again. Over and over again, he told us that Mike Isicki is not good enough for his system. Even though Mike Isicki is one of the best pass-catching tight ends in the NFL, it wasn't good enough for his system. That's all you need to know. So what can I tell you? Remember, you can always make a donation through Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show. Bitcoin just a couple of dollars under 24000 at 23987 What a climb. What a climb. Yes, sir. We got news. Jared Stidham leaving the Raiders, going to the Broncos. Two-year, $10 million deal to back God up. God bless him. God bless him. Making some money, and you haven't done jack crap in this league yet. <laughs> you can't. Jared Stidham hasn't even. Well, he had that one game this year for the Raiders that was actually pretty good, but he hasn't consistently proven that he can actually even keep the the ship afloat for you. Coming in as a backup, and he's getting ten million dollars for two years. God bless him, dude. Backup quarterbacks can steal money in this league. Oh, is it true that the Raiders have been told by Poyer a camp that he's not that he's going to Miami, but nothing? I haven't heard anything like that. Where where'd you get that, bro? Facebook? Where'd you get it, Stephen? That's the question. Who who's reporting that? Who's saying that? Is it Josina Anderson? You know, I, I need to know, is it somebody credible or is it some idiot on Twitter or Facebook? I don't know. I haven't seen that report. I, I need to know who's reporting it before I'm even considering that. And it doesn't make any sense that that would go public like that. You know, just like uh, people setting up trades for Tua Tunga Vailoa. There was never any trade talk. But people will make up shit because they need to get their name out in the article. They 
want people to listen on radio or download their show or get a view or or a click or whatever because they're just that's all clickbait bullshit. Aaron Rodgers is going to get destroyed by the Dolphins. I know he is. I can't wait for that. Big O, is that the same salary as Dan Marino got paid in 92, 5 million? I don't know. I forgot now what the hell Marino was getting paid. Bring in Mustache Minchu. I'm good with that. It's a good backup quarterback. Chinese media reports Porter to Miami. Now, see? You know, Matt Gates and me, we we follow Chinese media. So Chinese media is always on target. So yeah, let's go with that. By the way, uh Texas is telling their residents, you know, because there's a lot of spring breakers going to Mexico and they don't want them to go to Mexico. Does that mean Cancun Cruise is not gonna go either? I mean. Come on. Good old Ted loves loves to go to Mexico. Yeah, I guess some moron on Twitter, my bad. Oh, thought it was credible. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the problem, Steve. <laughs> we got to we got to follow credible people that actually have real insight. You know, uh Josina's a nice girl, okay? I've met Josina Used to have her on my show all the time. Then she went big time and kind of dissed us. Uh, but um, it's gotten to the yesterday. I'm channel surfing on on YouTube, and I see this CBS report. Right, um, I forgot what team or whatever it was. And um, no, it was uh, it was about the Dolphins and Ramsey. So boom, I go to it, and then, oh, let's go to Josina Anderson. And, dude, I could not have hit the button to get out of it faster. By the time he said, Ander, I was out. I didn't even get to the sun. Okay? Because you, you effed it up with me now. You made some shit story about a trade, and I know that it was a lie because they were never, ever, because I have more insight on the Dolphins than Josina Anderson ever will have, ever has had, period, okay? I break more stories in one year on the Dolphins than she has in a lifetime, okay? So for me, I, I know exactly what was going on, and I knew that they weren't trying to trade anything. Anybody that was trying to trade tell you that they're still trying to explore options or they're trying to make a trade with the the, the Titans or – Whoever, bro, I don't give a shit. They're lying. There was no trade in place. They weren't talking about it. They weren't exploring other options. None of that. I reported two days after the season ended. I believe it was one or two days after. I told you Tua is the plan moving forward. They have a plan in place. And that and that's never wavered. And because of that, Stephen... I, I, I'm looking at that yesterday, Josina and boom, and I, I got out. Like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear from you. I can't trust you anymore. You make shit up now, you know? So why am I going to bother? It's like the other guy that, you know, oh, well, uh, Coward and uh, I forgot the other clown, whatever. 
I'm like, well, why are you why are you paying attention to them? They bring no insight. They just want to troll. Uh Tunso, no, Tunso's not coming back to Miami. It's too much. I like her nails, but I oh, I like Josina, but her nails freak me out. She has those long nails. Um, let's see. Matthew Owen says, I like Big O. Well, you're the only one, Matthew. Thank you. I'm not even liked in my own home, so I appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, Miami Dolphins wasn't going to trade Tua. It was just the media. Yes, yeah, so they got to get their name out, bro. Hearing the Jets' plan B is Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> that would be awesome, right, right Brooklyn Rob? That would be fantastic. Oh, Jabroni. I, I just bring on Aaron Rodgers, man. Bring him on. Let's go. Bring on Josh Allen. Bring on Aaron Rodgers. Let's go. Just give my Dolphins a little luck. That's all I need. Keep them away from me. I'm not asking for the immaculate reception. I, I'm, I'm not asking for the tip pass against the Bears that bounces to, to Nat Moore, right? Uh, I'm not asking for any of that. I'm not asking for the miracle in Miami. I'm not asking for some lucky play or anything. I'm not asking for any kind of break like that. I'm not asking for a 63-yard field goal to hit the upright and bounce in. No, no, I'm not asking for any kind of luck like that. I don't need any kind of luck like that. Just get the Dolphins to have some injury luck where they get to stay away from some serious injuries where they don't lose too many people. And I like my chances. I like the Dolphins to win the AFC East this year. Barring injury, that's the only thing. All right? If not, they might have had a much better year this past year. Samuel says, Rabina, I would really like to see the Dolphins re-sign Shell. If they are really going for it, I would re-sign him. Well, Samuel, I think they're really going for it anyway. <laughs> I don't think the Shell thing is what you need. I want him back too, by the way. I like I like what Brandon Shell did. Don't get me wrong on that. I like Brandon Shell, but I think with the Jalen Ramsey thing, I think with Vic Fangio, I, I don't know, bro. I think they're proving to us that they're as committed as it gets. Okay. Big O, you are incorrect, sir. Many here like you. We just show you tough chat board love. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, Chinese Balloon is reporting Miami Dolphins will sign every top free agent to appease the Dolphin fan base. John, that is good reporting right there. That is accurate reporting because every doll fan wants every free agent that's out there. <laughs> Big O, should I put some money that we make into the Super Bowl? Uh, could pay off. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. They don't have the futures out yet. They never do till after the draft, I believe, is when they come out. Um, that might be a pretty good one, dude. I might lay a couple of bucks. I'm going to see what the over and under is because I won last year barely. We took it over eight and a half and we got the nine. Um, I'm going to look for the over and under, see if they underestimate the Dolphins again. And then 
I might lay a couple bucks in the Super Bowl. You might be onto something there, doggy. You might be onto something. Uh, uh, let's see. I am just asking the Miami Dolphins to destroy teams and win the Super Bowl. Forget everything else, please, Lord. Yes, there you go. I like it, Lord. Give us that. Destroy all teams and win the Super Bowl. We're good with that. Thought the tip ball went. It was to Clayton. It went off of Nat Moore to Clayton. That's how it went. I forgot. The other day I was watching that that game, but I didn't finish it or anything. I, I was watching. I think I got through the first quarter, and I was in uh, in Indianapolis. Dude, they have that game in 4K on YouTube. It is super clean to watch. What do you got, Sean? The Eagles have lost another defensive tackle. Oh, Javon Hardgrave? Yep. He has reached an agreement on a four-year, $80 million deal that includes a $40 million signing bonus with the San Francisco 49ers. That is according to Adam Schefter. So Armstead, Hardgraves, and Boza. They're pretty good. It's kind of making sense now why Fangio didn't stay with the Eagles now, right? Remember their defensive coordinator left, and it was oh, like, but, I, I get it, it like, but but I I I don't know what's inside of him because his mom lives here in Florida, so I I don't know if he really also wanted to be in Florida, no tax state, and mom, uh, the family's in Philadelphia, the well, girlfriend's in California, so we could have made a, a case for, hey, why don't you stay in Philadelphia? You already know the team. Your family lives there. Why don't you come to Florida? Your mom lives here. No tax state. You got the same agent as McDaniel. Hey, why don't you go over to San Francisco or Denver? Your girlfriend's in California. It, it's like we we have reasoning or there are reasons for him to go wherever he wants. We And that's a dude that goes to his own beat. You know what I'm saying, Sean? No, it is. But so, what I mean as far as like he knew that they probably that was their window that defense they weren't going to be able to re-sign all these guys so that defense was going to look completely different this year and again that i'm not saying that his mom and all that stuff but just looking on paper the the eagles defense what they had and then now you're looking at the linebackers gone defensive tackles gone you're starting to see these guys start leaving philly now it makes even why this decision wasn't even maybe thought of as far as you know again you saw reports would he stay in philly because the coordinator left and Eh, seeing why he probably wouldn't even thought of that. Maybe. You never know. You never know. But I'm just glad he's here, man. I am super glad he's here and so impressed that um, this head coach was able to lure in such a fantastic defensive coordinator. That part cannot ever go unnoticed because we just went through Flo and Philbin Okay, I want to make sure we mention this because, you know, I have fun at, at, at Flo's expense, and I always will for the rest of my life. But Joe Philbin sucked at building a staff, too. And that was also one of his problems. You can't have that. Your coach cannot struggle to build a staff. If he, Then you can't be a head coach then. Can't be a manager and a CEO of a company if you can't hire the proper people under you to delegate, you know, uh, um, responsibilities and things like that. So you can, you can do that, man. Okay. 
You can't do that. What else do we want? Oh, did you guys see? So, you know, Lamar Jackson is obviously a free agent. So people are, you know, reaching out to Lamar Jackson and saying, hey, man, you got to sign here. Sign with us. So here's a kid that reaches out to Lamar Jackson because he wants him to sign with his San Francisco 49ers. If you can, Sean, take down the KSDT thing. Here we go. So this young man sends one out to Lamar. It says, Lamar, please read this immediately. The Sinoala cartel kidnapped my grandma while she was shopping for her insured drink. They told her to tell her family that if they ever want to see her again, they have to tell Lamar Jackson to sign with the 49ers. The cartel leader is a 49ers fan. And so apparently he had a big-ass birdcage, and he put his grandma inside the birdcage and took a picture of it. And then Lamar Jackson reach, retweets it with a laughing face that says, brah. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Nice job. Nice job by the young man. Lamar, sign with my, my Niners or... Or the Mexican cartel is going to keep my grandmother. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, it is time to wrap it up here on the show. Uh, we thank Andy Barons. We thank Alan Pupar. We thank Ira Winderman. We thank all of you out there, as always, for keeping it locked here on the show. Uh, we will uh, see you all, and we thank, of course, Sean Stanley, the man that that uh, masters this entire platform every single day. We thank our amazing sponsors, and thank all of you out there for tuning in and supporting us and our sponsors, hitting the like button, uh, and by the way, hit the uh, subscribe uh, button. Help us get over 20,000, man. Let's go. Let's work it. And don't forget, if you want to make a donation any time of day or night, you can do it on Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. You can also donate a little Bitcoin there. GP Trap knows what's coming. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time. Same place. Same GP Trap Bat Channel.